0: There we go. Okay, wait for that. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Trailblazers Radio. I am your host, Mister Frederick Beatty, and you are tuned in to Hard Conversations. This is a show where we have hard conversations, and we come across and we come across some answers and some solutions to make to make those conversations easier. These are conversations that are going to be difficult, hard to swallow but also informative and enlightening so you guys hang on and get ready for a ride again i'm your host frederick Beatty, and i want you guys to continue to follow us and like us on all our social media platforms facebook instagram linkedin also our youtube channel trailblazer radio make sure you guys subscribe and like and follow us um we are also on all well not all streaming platforms but we're on most of our most of your audio streaming platforms which is let's see Spotify Castor FM, iHeart radio, and so many others. Um, so make sure you guys um, tune into that, tune into those at that on on that on those on those platforms. And also I want to thank you our listening audience for being for being here and available for us tonight. Um, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. But I want to really give a big shout out and a big thank you to the panel that I that we have arrayed here tonight without them without them agreeing to be here. This particular conversation won't happen, won't, would not happen. So I want to give a – want to really, really give them a hand clap and just really just say thank you guys for being here and um, wanting to be a part of this conversation. Um, I see that our other guests is just come in. So before we even get started, I'm going to introduce our panel, the panel that we have available here tonight. So the first person I'm going to start, and I'm going to start from – well, from my right or your left. I'm going to start with the two, the two people that are arrayed here, Ms. Apostles Jonathan and Stephanie Page. Also, I have my sister, Miss Latanya Harris Gooden, better known as LHG. Also have have Pastor, Mr. Pastor, Mo, is it Mo Edwards? I also have Pastor Mo Edwards and I also have Pastor Myron Bulger. So I want to thank these these ladies and gentlemen for being here tonight with us tonight because this is going to be one of the those types of conversations that I think needs to be had. But before we even jump into this right here, I do want to give this disclaimer. So first and foremost, and I'm going to say this part of this disclaimer, not only to to protect me, but also to protect the people that are on this panel. First and foremost, the opinions that are expressed on this particular podcast remain, are the sole opinions of the people that are on this panel. The second thing that I want to address, and more importantly, I want to thank them in advance for their candor and their and their participation in this kind this conversation. Because without them, this conversation won't happen. Lastly, but most definitely not leastly, but also feel is the most important. This conversation is not to talk about any ministry or any pastor or bishop or any spiritual leader. Of any kind, in any way, shape, or form. This is a conversation based upon our uh, based upon observation, based upon observation, but also based upon other things as well. And we'll get to those other things as we as this conversation goes deeper. You know. Also, this we are we're here to have a, a a very cordial discord, and I know sometimes it can get heated, and that's fine because we because because we're all adults here. We're all and we're all going to have the and we're all going to be mindful of that so that's and, but one thing that needs to be this I don't think that needs to be said um you guys anybody and anybody that's listening or watching us you can comment so you can share you can put a comment in put a comment in the chat please be respectful in the chat please and thank you um if you if you're not being respectful or kind respectful in the chat that's not gonna be cool and I ain't gonna tolerate that now none of those things are out of the way oh last thing This conversation is not meant to offend anyone. And I'm not coming in the spirit of offense. I'm actually coming in the spirit of love because this is something that most of us that are already here see. So with that being said, let's let's get into this. The topic of tonight is the continued failure of the black Christian church. What do I mean? What do I mean by failure? Well, there's a couple there's a couple of things I can mention when I mean what when I mention failure. And there's several tenants that I want to talk about, which I'm pretty sure we won't get to all of them tonight. Because and and that's fine, because there's all there I am anticipating a part two anyway. But what do we look at? What do we look at when we talk about so? I'll just, for, before, before I jump into my first 10, I want to ask you guys around to tell around here and I'll start with, um, and I'll start with, um, pastor, I'll start with pastor Bulger. What do you think? Or should I say not? What do you think? Do you think, do you think the black Christian church has failed? And I won't say, I won't ask you why just yet, but do you think the black Christian church has failed?
1: Um, I know it's kind of like a yes, no answer, but, um, First, let me preface this. Um, I like this conversation. That's why I wanted to jump on here. I appreciate the opportunity, but um, my perspective on it is like, there's no black church um, with one body. The church is not the building, the edifice or the location that you worship in. The word of God says, we are the body of Christ. We are the church, the people. So those people encompass all skin colors, or pigmentations um, so for the, for the sake of what we're dealing with here, I, I'm gonna help. I'm going um, to dive in the conversation with everybody and um, share what I believe some of the issues in the church is, but I don't think it's a black church issue. It's a church issue. So I do believe there's an issue in the church and there's a lot of them that, that could be cleared up if we um, focus on the right thing.
0: Gotcha. Um... Pastor Edwards, your take on that question.
2: I agree with uh, the pastor that uh, we we know when, when we're addressing the black church, we know we're addressing churches that are predominantly black, but um, I agree that uh, there is one church that's neither Jew nor Gentile, nor bond, nor free, nor slave, nor free, nor... Um, we are all one in Christ. And uh, and it says no male nor female as well. And I think he brings up a a good point because when the scripture does say there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, I think that um, nationality comes into play too much when it comes to the body of Christ, male and female. And um, the way we point our fingers at the church concerning that also, we have to look at scripture and see exactly uh, what the standard is for the church. I think a lot of times that when it comes to the community and the church, uh, sometimes we put more on the church than they're really responsible for. We also put the same thing on the community. Um, I'll just say this and pass on: as a pastor. One thing that I understand is a man is, is the priest of his home. So don't ask me to come and pray for, pray for your car. And ask me to pray for your coffee table and nothing like that that's that's what your husband is supposed to do and i think sometimes that's where we mix things up when it comes to the church what is our responsibility in the community you know so when we say that we failed okay we failed at what and when we go and look at scripture were we even supposed to be doing such and so that that's that's where i look at it.
0: gotcha I understand absolutely absolutely apostles apostles jonathan and stephanie page your take on that question
3: um i guess it depends on how you look at it i like that they kept it um uh, oh <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i don't i don't i'm gonna say it, it's. Uh, that's a tricky question uh, if you're looking at a culture You know what I'm saying? Opposed to the whole body, you know, that's the wrong look for it. I think there are some successes. There are some things that we need to do better. And I think one of the main things that needs to happen is more unity. amongst. And when I say unity, I mean, um, you know, just being more unified and really allowing our differences to be side note in finding a common cause in order to, you know. Uh, well, um, the
4: question <laughs> is, um, I, I agree with Pastor um, Bolger, I believe Bolger, that the church is the people, I mean, by definition, the church are the called out ones, the like Ecclesia. And they're the ones that have been called out of the world, but they've been called into the kingdom of God. I believe that the church has gotten off track because we've seen it as it's becoming. Well, it was made into an institution when we started following after the model of Roman Catholicism. And it moved away from where it was supposed to be, which is a government. exactly What was in place when God established his kingdom? So because I believe we've lost track of what it is that God initially established, we've turned it into an institution run by people, not necessarily run by God, um, manipulated by the intellectuals in regards to whatever their understanding is of the word of God. Um, We've lost uh, positioning even in hearing our king. If you can't hear your king, how can you follow his orders? And Mm -hmm. a lot of things we've gotten off track. So I don't believe that it's necessarily... Um, tied to any kind of nationality. I think it's tied entirely to what has been established as an institution, which was never meant to be an institution that was directed by men. So instead of a community of believers looking out for one another, being unified in the goal of being one with Christ, we've instead become a lot of individual um, assemblies looking to build our own agendas and further our own agendas as well as our own pockets and our own ideas and doctrines and we've lost track of the governmental thing that was established by god Himself.
0: Hmm. i like that and you know what the thing of it is i actually i like i like oh you i like everyone's answer because it's the answers are unique are unique and diverse but they are but they all point they all point toward the same thing and they all go to the same direction And I like that. And I like that about that. I like that about your answers. So I did break this down into like four or five tenants. And I want to kind of and I want to kind of have a discussion about each one of these tenants. I mean, how you guys feel about each one of them, but also, you know, kind of come across maybe some solutions on how certain certain parts, certain certain tenants that I have can be. Certain tenants can be improved upon or how we can repair certain rifts that have happened that that has transpired. So I want to just, I want to jump into the first tenant, but also, but I'm also going to, they're, they're in, they were in specific order. However, I'm going to move around a little bit because I want to kind of get everyone's take on certain things. So let's talk about the one, the one tenant that's probably the most, I, I think is kind of one that kind of changed a little change, a lot of things. So one of the tenants that I wrote down was, you know, the pandemic has literally kind of i won't say literally but it has changed how people access church or or the church dynamic should i say you know since since 2020 we've been in a we've been in a pandemic and i think for for a while I think for a while, some, a lot of, a lot of our ministries have, were trying to scramble to try to, how to scramble to find a way to get in contact, to get, to connect with their congregants, you know, with the, with the advent of zoom and stream yard, which we're using and other, and other, other, other video streaming or audio streaming services that has become a lot more, that has become a lot more easier. But the one thing that one, but the one thing I want us to, I want us to try to, I want us to see if we can discuss, mm-hmm. but this, Discuss on, is has that has the advent of those live streaming services has it has it really had to diminish the value of? Well, before I go there, before I go there, so I so the other thing I want to i one thing I want to say is like is that because now that restrictions are easing off and people are becoming a little bit more comfortable in being around each other now now that there are more now they're beginning to be more in-person services with the options of with the option of streaming services so the question i want to pose to you guys and i want and i want us to discuss this is that do you think that did the pandemic make it easier or harder for congregants to be able to you know either go to church or or or, or view a church service do, how how do you guys feel about that and did we, and it doesn't matter who starts we this is this is gonna be we're gonna do this popcorn style
1: okay well I'm, I'm ready to pop um <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews 10 24 and 25 it said let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works 25 say not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much more as ye, the day approaches, see the day approaching. So first of all, we are told to assemble. I mean, it serves a lot of purposes when we come together. And 24 says one of the things to provoke each other to love. When you assimilate with those of like mind, we build each other up in the faith, iron sharp and iron. So it serves a good purpose to touch one another. Um, so that's what the word instructs first and foremost. Now, like you said, it's kind of like both ways. It made it easier and harder, right? Um, Pretty much every church now has enough bandwidth to stream online when before the pandemic they didn't. So it's easier to get online and to view somebody online now um, when you just had the major churches who had TV shows or was online. Now pretty much every church is online. And so the other part about going to church now, because we was mandated, Um, and and was was also fear baited. Um, We was scared into this thing, um, not minimizing that that COVID is a a virus or whatever you want to call it. We know it's real, we lost loved ones to it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's fear mongering. Um, Society and those in power a lot of times use different things and use that fear to control. Um, so 9-11, we take off our shoes at the airport and we don't ask questions anymore because something happened. So to keep me safe, I'm willing to take off a shoe. So to keep me safe, I don't fellowship in church no more. Um, because they saying it's something you have to do. So because of that, we see a thing. So now that all that didn't pass, the question I will put out there is now that you're doing everything else, (laughs) why is it? scary to go to church Um, it may have served the purpose for a time being um, for the sake of understanding and safety but now we have understanding we know how to assimilate and associate through society with COVID being here Um, and we do everything else going back to the movies roller skating traveling Mm -hmm. but oh I can't come to church I'm going to get sick Um, so that's where it's kind of a thing you know I, I feel that The technology is good that it's there, but now we make excuses not to assimilate and associate like the word of God told us to. So we Mm. need to get back in church.
0: I agree on that. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody want to chime in? Yeah. Um,
4: I believe one of the reasons why people have um, begun not necessarily assembling one with another is because they don't understand or realize the benefit um we're to be in the world not of the world now when you look at the first century church they were really apart from the world they were not joined in with the word they were really um peculiar people they walked in love they gave to one another they relied on one another for provision they relied on one another for food they relied on one another for whatever their needs were they were in the world but they were not of the world they looked for one another for not only encouragement but also safety um, empowerment, and they looked for people who were like-minded. Um, the church, when it became an organization, became a place where you go to hear a man talk to you for 30 or 45 minutes, and then you hear some singing, you feel good, then you go home, and then you get back to your life. Whereas in the first century church, the kingdom was your life. Your life was found in Christ. You were all part of one another. You looked to one another for the things you had a need of. So when this organization came into being, you go, you hear this word, you no longer have been equipped to hear from God yourself. In the first century church, you had multiple people who would get up and speak because not everybody heard everything. So you had prophets who would get up and they all would prophesy and by the everyone prophesied in part. When they put all the word together, then they have a complete message. When you got to the place where it's only one person speaking, well, now I don't have to assemble. I can just look at that one person giving my 30-minute message and hear my few phones and go on about my business. So they lost the real benefit of the assembling together, of receiving one from another, of relying on one another for encouragement. Instead, they go to the world when they have a need and they get on social services. Instead, they go to television when they want to look to a standard and when they want to get a laugh or do whatever. So because we've allowed the world to take a position in the minds that the church has actually vacated, then the assembling of of ourselves as a need has been diminished
0: absolutely absolutely uh pastor hey, would you want to want to come in oh, I'm, um, sorry. I'm sorry go ahead go ahead I'm sorry just
3: say this
1: right quick um, um just to make one point um do do understand that um the first century church and we look at Peter um second I mean second Peter second chapter which' them with the false prophets he say uh, among the church um we see Paul letters addressing the church. We see John in Revelation, where he sent the letters to the churches. So the first century church was issues. They had issues with the world coming in also. And people who were saying it was of the church still had that mindset um, of the world that they tried to bring in amongst them. Of course, there was a weed out like we need to do now, right? We see um, people being held accountable. Um, Young fellow sleeping with his his, um, father's wife I guess father passed and they had to call him out. And, and they said like, look, in the church, this, is, this can't be acceptable that we need to turn you over to Satan, which is to hold, if you're going to say you believe in the church, you had to be held accountable and not disagreeing with what you were saying. I do agree with, I just want to make that point that it's not that the per, the first century church was perfect and they was doing everything they're supposed to do. They had the same issue we have today. The problem is I would say to some extent that we should have learned from their lessons, right? <laughs> we got almost, you know, 3,000 years later, and we're still making the same mistakes. You know, it's time for us to learn from mistakes, and let's grow in love of Christ. Let's grow in our understanding that we can build this thing up. And like you said, that's why we need to come together. You know, sitting at home, watching the TV service, let somebody say something, and you walk away, you're not getting that interaction. If, If my brother that I see is in sin or is falling or in danger, I can grab him. If you're in sin and you hiding in your living room and not coming out and associating with believers, then how do we know what you are in need of? So yes, the first century church had issues too. That's why we have to write these letters. We see Paul's letter was correcting them all the time. We see Peter addressed it. We see John addressed it. So the thing is, is like, let's take heed to what they told us and let's grow. And let's let's be better for this. That we can bring true change in the world, not just in pieces, in bits and pieces. We come together collectively. We could collectively change the world.
0: Absolutely, um, Apostle Apostle Jonathan, you want to chime
2: in?
3: Uh, well, they were hiding right there from, from your face. They weren't they weren't necessarily at home hiding. They've been hiding in the church for quite a long time because we've been persecuting and- them busting them upside the head with the word with, without love behind it. Um but uh, I think that the pandemic really expanded and woke up people to feel that oh hold on. Yeah right there.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I get the logos in the way man. Yeah, awesome.
3: I had to come from behind it a little bit. <laughs> so uh I think it expanded the word a lot of voices have gotten heard. A lot of people who were joining in the church became like it was their time to really step forward and speak. And I think the church really started to go beyond the walls. I know we've been rubbing up against each other, sharpening iron, sharpening iron for long enough. It's time for us to go out there. And since we sharp, right, we need to go out here and go ahead and start pulling the world in and instead of hiding behind the walls. The reason why they're probably in their living room, they might be waiting for us to actually be the church and come into the house, come through the door, <laughs> to the house, knock on the door like we used to back in the mm-hmm. day and start preaching right. the gospel and start ministering to people at their houses and start going in, starting to be a part of families and bringing people to be a part of the kingdom of God. And God pours out his sovereignty, his mercy, his love. He pours it out to us. And we have stopped pouring it out to people because some people have uh, became afraid to really go out and really be instrumental in the neighborhoods and communities where they are. And they've been waiting for people to just walk in the door. That ain't like that no more because they'll sit right there. They don't have to do that anymore. They don't have to worry about being uh you know, dealt with about the homosexuality. They don't have to worry about you uh, throwing off from the uh, pool pit anymore. They can act. If you're gonna do it, you gonna have to be prophetic and be really precise <laughs> about where they are in their living room, on their couch. You're gonna have to show some real power, and that's the that's one of the main things that's going on right now. Where is Come the on. power? We, we've been preaching and teaching inside the walls for a long time. But where are the miracle signs and wonders going out? Where is the where the price is going out to pray for people who are sick in their, in their houses? I, I've dealt with people who had uh, uh, family members who sold in the church for years and they end up in the nursing home and the pastor won't even go and see. them. Man. So there's a lot Ooh. of dynamics going on. It's not that people don't want to come to the church. The church has become a place where people don't want to actually come in there because they don't feel loved no more. They don't feel like they, that the people are inter- interested in their lives, you know, interested in getting in there and really trying to show them the way. And we've been basically uh, pilfering is that a good word? That's a good word pilfering the people for finances but we haven't been teaching them how to live you know what i'm saying according to the word they talk about teaching the man how to fish right okay we haven't taught them how to do certain things and people are not coming to churches because they ain't feeling the love no more and ain't no, it's not you coming to to them it's not it's all about us taking and, and when we get to a point where we start giving more and start acting like we, or we're not acting start being authentic without caring about people, then people may feel better about coming in in the church. And we need to empower them. we we got to empower people to be able to live a kingdom life. That's one of our sayings. Of our Wake it up. And empowering people to live kingdom life. If you ain't empowering them, what else is there? And they sit there and they constantly getting, I like to say, spiritually gaining weight. Getting spiritually fat. And the more you get fat, the less you do. You know what I'm saying? The more it's harder to move. You know what I'm saying? And it's time for us to go ahead and use these spiritual muscles. Start sitting them out in the street. Start getting them out on the corner to preaching. Get on some soapboxes. Do something like they did back in the day. They wasn't all up in the walls preaching, preaching, preaching. No, they was out there in the street gathering the people and really dealing with the people's needs. How about
4: casting out devils? Oh, we, See, we, ain't, yeah, exactly. we, we ain't casting out no devils. We want to talk about you and we're going to talk about what you're doing. We're going to talk about right. who you're sleeping with, but we ain't casting out the spirit of lust. We ain't casting out the spirit of pride. We ain't casting out none of those things. we just going to talk about you from the pulpit and make you feel like you're minuscule so our egos can be can be fucked up. See, There's a lot of things that have been going on inside of the institution Mm -hmm. that causes people to be turned off by the institution. Mm -hmm. And this is something else I want to say. Granted, Pastor, you're absolutely right. There were issues within the first century church because people were in the first century church. Wherever you have people, you're going to have issues. Issues. But the Uh, truth of the matter is those issues um, were being worked with by the power of God. God was still moving God was still doing God was still working miracles they were walking in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and when he went out amongst the people he was casting out the the devils and setting people free when he went amongst the masses he was prophesying telling them about themselves and brought a whole city unto Jesus he brought a whole city to himself by telling a woman who was actively in sin what she was doing but she didn't feel condemned instead Mm. she felt like this man has power let me see what he can do for me. So absolutely, they're, they're, as long as there are people, there are going to be issues. All of us gather. Every single one of us got mm-hmm. some issues some kind of way. But the truth of the matter is when we're real with the issues and we allow the Spirit of God to deal with the issues and they see God working and dealing with the issues, then they won't be so afraid, especially if they know when they come in that door that what they're going to be greeted with is love, acceptance, understanding, because, again, all have sinned and fall short. And the only thing that justifies any one of us is the blood of Jesus. He's the great equalizer. So when we, as the body of Christ, can get past um, using the church to puff up our egos instead of instead humble ourselves and put one another on the same plane, that yeah. we all
5: rely on the blood of yeah. Jesus,
4: then I think people will, will come yeah. a little more into where we're coming to. So I just, you know... Again, it's, I don't believe that it's just the black church that has this issue. Right I think it's all the way across the board. And, and again, I just wanted to go back to the statement I said before. The church are the people, the ecclesia, those that are called out. But assembled and all together, we are the kingdom of God. He has to be king. And when he's king, he speaks not just to one person. Come on, He speaks to all his people. Yes. All his sheep must know his voice.
0: Absolutely, I and I and I so much agree. And um, John Apostle Jonathan, you I was gonna wake that up, but you, but you, but you are, but you woke it up, and that, and we're gonna we're most definitely gonna touch on that because there's a question I want to pose to everybody after we kind of keep this to go keep this discussion going. So, um, Pastor Edwards, you want you want to um, take a you want to offer your take on this.
2: Can you repeat the question? I know you talked about COVID and the...
0: Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, I was talking about... Oh, yeah, sure. I was talking about how the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, um, there were churches that were struggling to find ways to connect with their congregants. And as, as I said earlier, you know, the advent of Zoom, StreamYard, uh, WebEx, and so many other streaming audio, and me- streaming audio and video media has allowed that to happen. But... The question I asked is how how easy or how hard is it for um the to folks to, for folks to come back into the building? And I, I know past Pastor Bulger jumped to hit hit it real hit it really hard. Um apostles John did a Stephanie Page really just I'm gonna say they just hit a home run with it because I was actually there were some things they said I'm a, I really want to wake up, but I want to get your take on it.
2: Well, the first thing I, I would like to say is me and my wife talked about the pandemic. Um, when it hit and Latanya probably remembers when we uh, talked about it as well. And I think it is exposed a lot of different things. Um, it really exposed um, the need for the building and how people were crippled, how ministers were crippled because they didn't have a crowd. Um, it, it exposed um, the communication. A lot of people are not back now because they felt just like a number during COVID. Um, there's phone calls that you can make to people that were not made, and I've had people who even talked to me about that, that nobody reached out to them until it was time to come back in the building. They reached out to them for offerings, but they didn't reach out to them for prayer or you know, to just say, hey, how are you doing? Can I bring something to your home? But as soon as the doors were about to um, open up, their phones got blew up. You know, we're coming back into in-person service and we're back to doing this and back to doing that. And then during COVID, you know, we said not no more church as usual, but I can't see a change whatsoever. We're back to doing the same thing we're doing. We're doing before COVID. And so COVID exposed that the church is really not as versatile as we say it is. Um, The other thing is, is when you look at uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, I don't find that many people read verse 26 you have to ask yourself why did the writer of hebrews say for if you willfully sin after that there is no sacrifice for sins now why would he even mention something like that concerning fellowship do you understand what i'm saying forsake not just not thyself from assembling as some are for if you willfully sin after that that says a lot that means is that that's connected to our fellowship what is fellowship koinonia it's past there's those who are who come and gather together who have like interests right and so uh and have have uh our our bond is the uh, commonality is our faith right so you have to ask yourself regardless of the internet or not point of knee if if it's fellowship then what what happens spiritually that people feel like they don't have to be connected to you personally anymore that's the question we Mm -hmm. should be asking because i don't care if it's if you if you ask certain people they don't want to do Facebook because they like being in the presence of their brothers and sisters. They like that that um, personal experience they have with certain people. Oh, I know such and such coming to church and they're going to be nudging me and cracking jokes and, and praising God. Oh, I can't wait to see such and such dance. Well, why do they not want to come back and see that? Why do they not mm-hmm. want to come back and be around the saints? That's what we should be asking. Because it's not it, they're not watching the club on, on the Internet. They're going to the club. <laughs> just to see their friends and the fellow and the fellowship with them So why are they not coming back and fellowshipping with their brothers and sisters? It must be something that they found out that they don't really miss during COVID because right. once they were at home by themselves Like oh, I'm doing pretty fine. I can pray for myself and I can fellowship and I can do what I need to do So that's the question we should be asked. I think
0: That's one of the questions um LSG, you want to add something? You want to add to the conversation?
6: You know, I wanted to piggyback on what Apostle Stephanie said about um, the connection. You know, people aren't seeing the value of church. And in my opinion, and I think Makiba hit on it and Pastor Mo hit on it. I don't know if you can blame the pandemic or just blame social media, period. The pandemic exacerbated to me something that social media created. My pastor would tell us yep. why do i have to find out find out that your your mama passed away on facebook and you didn't pick up the phone and call me i'm your pastor so facebook and social media has become people's outlet church therapist what's on your mind it says so they dump everything on facebook and i like facebook too but it's taking the place in a sense of that real community and real communication. Like you, Back in my day, we didn't have that. If something was going on, you call your pastor. I don't care what time of the night. You call a pastor, so-and-so is sick. Pastor, so-and-so passed away. We've gotten away from that level of that family unit that church used to be. And it's everybody out here for themselves. However you choose to live, survive, that's on you. Maybe I'll see you Sunday. Maybe I won't. And Pastor Bulger said, how do I know what you're dealing with? I don't want to have to scroll through Facebook and see what your issues are and say, notes. I should be seeing you in church, being able to discern what's really going on. So once we put the potency and the purpose back in church, then maybe people will see the value. That's all.
0: I, I agree.
2: That's something really quick. Go ahead. And she, she's making my point. So here's the point. Was it that way before the pandemic, is my question. No, it was not. Not as much as it was after the pandemic. And so what you say, Latanya, is my question. What made people feel that they didn't need that connection and they could go through Facebook? Because the churches was packed before the pandemic. So all I'm asking people is what changed during the pandemic? Well,
1: I, I know, like you said, churches was packed but those issues still existed. Um, There were still churches where pastors wasn't reachable. Um, Some churches get so big that you couldn't talk to your pastor if you tried, even if you tried to call them. So these issues existed. Now, now Pastor Moe, like you were saying, I guess it's it's a good question. Some things we can look at that something happened, but it happened with all our lives, right? When we separated and sat down, With my job, I'm a moving person. So I'm out and about doing stuff all day. So it was always hard when they say, okay, we need to go take this class, you gotta train. So I sit for eight hours a day at my computer, it killed me. But when the pandemic happened, even though I was essential, I worked every day, but my work slowed down, I had more time because they was afraid they would lose our crew. So they was like, if you don't have work, you sit back home, you go do your job. Once you finish, if there's no work, come back home. Don't congregate with each other. Go home. I got used to sitting at home. <laughs> and when they come to a job, I'm like, why y'all calling me? I'm like, Doug, because you working, you know. But that's what happened was that these issues existed and right. church went down. The right. people sat home and watched church on TV or YouTube or didn't watch it at all. They had an excuse for not going to church. See, people come to church because they're trying to build their credit up. Um, a lot of people come to church because they need a quick fix. Um, so you come to church not because you love God. You come to church because you need something. Um, like I said, the credit system, they think that I need to come to church because I'm going to stay saved. Um, that don't save me. Um, But people come to church for different reasons. They left the church and went online and they didn't die. Whoa, well, wait a minute.
2: But my question is... Did, did social media exist before the pandemic? Hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Did social media exist before the pandemic? Yes, it did. Were it did. Were people watching church on social media before the pandemic?
1: Yeah. Not as much.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: okay. that's what, that's why I said earlier, you know, there there were churches already online. There, so there are pastors who got TV programs who've been on TV for years. Um, but when that happened. I work in communications, So when it happened, I'm gonna tell you, I know how many home internet upgrades were put in. I know how many churches who didn't have the mags to, to stream smoothly until the pandemic happened. We had to run and put a faster internet or bring fiber into these churches because the internet was too slow, so they weren't streaming. They didn't wanna pay for fast internet or well, they couldn't afford it at the time, but they had to do what they had to do. So yes, it existed, but not to this level. Like I mentioned earlier, it went from some doing it to almost every church now online is online. Almost every church now is online. No matter how big or small you are, they have an internet connection or a Facebook page where they streaming something to and no, that, that my, wasn't happening before.
2: My point was, what happened with the people you have, you have people viewing church before the pandemic, you have people viewing it, church on on social media during the pandemic. And now after, what I'm saying is what changed in the people from before the pandemic now that that's, that's my question. What has made them to where they don't feel in person fellowship is necessary because we already, had plenty of churches online. Right. What, what changed?
1: But that's what I said. I mean, of course we don't know the mind of everybody out there, but what I was saying that I feel one of the aspects was that the people felt comfortable staying home. Licency. People came to church, people came to church because they felt a need or different things to come there when they was able to sit home and they they maintained and got stimulus and everything didn't fall apart when they didn't come to church. They felt okay. Well, this can work. I don't need to associate. I don't need to 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 come in person no more because I did this and I still got my job, my house still here, my phone still work. I'm not dead, and they felt that it's not a need. But we shouldn't be coming to church because it's going to keep you saved anyway, you know. And that that shouldn't have been it anyway. But I think I'm not saying it's all people, but I feel one aspect was that after the shutdown, they felt everything. The world didn't fall apart. Everything stayed the same. So they said, "Why go to church? I could do it online." Well, I think. Can I
5: can I say something? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: sorry. Sure, go ahead, Bobby.
7: Um.
0: Go um, ahead, Bobby.
5: Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, sir. Um, I don't think anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I'm going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to say just three things, and I'm going to be done. Uh, But I wanted to say. I want to come and speak to you from somebody sitting out in the pool, in out in the pews, okay? Because, uh, because I think that, um... okay. So, um, first of all, Facebook always been there, and all this other stuff. And I'm trying to answer the, um, um, I'm sorry, this is the 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 pastor, the last pastor that spoke his question.
0: Oh, Pastor So, first,
5: per, so fa- yeah. So Facebook has always been there. But the difference now, sir, is the fact that Facebook gives those that are dissatisfied with what's going on in the church a voice to speak. And it gives people a way for them to be seen because they don't feel like they're being seen. They don't feel like they're being heard because of the way that this beautiful woman in the peach has explained uh, how people were back in the in the first century church to now, they don't feel like they're being heard. They don't feel like they're being seen, because we have decided that pastors are so far above everybody else that they you can't speak to them unless you go through thirteen ushers, fifteen armor bears, and at least two bodyguards, armed and ready to shoot you if you decide that you need prayer at the end of service. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So the other thing about that is it's not about the comfort of staying home. It's the, it's the idea that if I can stay home, hear a sermon, and then talk to my best friend about it while it's going on to get a clearer understanding. Because look at some of the people that are giving sermons on, on online. I promise you, I'm, I have two master's degrees, and I still got to Google some of the stuff that these people are talking about. And not only do I have to Google some of the words they're using, I got to Google to see if that particular scripture is in that Bible. Cause my Bible is different from some people's Bibles because I ain't never heard some of this stuff, these people talking about. So that's, that's me trying to answer your question, sir.
2: Okay. So wait,
5: wait, uh, just, 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 just two seconds. Um, but it's not the issue. It's the, it's the issue of that a lot of, like I said, that a lot of pastors are inaccessible. The second thing I wanted to say was that church folks forgot what service was. Service is not the service you have because you have a list of things that you're going to do. So we're going to come in. We're going to do praise and worship. We're going to do this. and we don't, That's not service. Somebody should be fed more than just the word when they get ready to leave because you don't even know if them people hungry or not. And at this point, I, and I live in Charleston, South Carolina, you can't um, get something from some of these churches unless you stay for prayer, you come to five services, and you give them your tax returns. And if you don't give them that, you're not going to be a member, and you got to take a two-week class to become a member. And I'm, I, 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 And if you don't pay your tithes in three Sundays, they send you a letter and you're out. That's what I'm talking about. The third, the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to let y'all have the floor is people just want to be, some people just want you to listen to them. And a lot of times, the way that uh, churches are ran now, Sunday you get preached to tuesday night service you get preached to wednesday night supposed to be bible study but you're not studying because the preacher is practicing his next book so you're gonna get that little thing with the five and 20 points and you still don't get to ask the pastor what did you mean when you said last sunday that i can't wear white stocking and black shoes because you're not allowed to approach the pastor and ask him no questions because their word is infallible and there's no you can't and I'm telling from it. I'm, I'm coming at y'all from the pew. That's all I'm, I'm telling you what people tell me and the things that we talk about after service. And then finally, I promise you I'm done. Tradition, no matter how plantation like it is, is killing the church. Because if you if I see one more sister put her hand up while she walk out of that church and not know why she putting that finger up, I am going to scream. If we have one more service, and God take over, <laughs> and that what and that usher fan that lady and tell her she got to go in the crying room. I promise you. And so I'm done because Bobby, um, Bobby, Bobby, about that. She, she, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful. I love y'all, all of y'all. I'm going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody wanna 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 come? Wanna come with a re- come with a rebuttal or um, a comment? With
2: I, I don't mean? have. A, but, but it, but my point. That i was trying to make and i was hoping somebody would chime in on that was the fact when i talked about fellowship we everybody made some great points but my issue is why is it comfortable for people to not be around the people they were just saying that they loved six months ago that's the only point that i was trying to make and nobody touched on that really not, no not I,
0: this. I got i no, that's fine. I, I think I think I, I think I, I most definitely can uh, touch with touch with you, and um, we can have a disc. We can we, me and you can kind of discuss that. just a tad bit. I think, honestly speaking, it could. <laughs> well, I think it uh, could possibly be complacency. Well,
3: well, I'm, I'm a, I, I want to chime in. There. I think.
0: By all means, you got the
3: floor. I, I think that the authenticity is gone. There has been a straight up, she just explained it, really. She did explain it. It's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. There was no real connection. There was more of a false connection when you come there. There was no real love, no real fellowship, no one. We we started our church from our home, right? When it started out, everybody was, because it was close-knit and everybody was loving on each other, hugging each other. It was so authentic. I mean the love of God was in the place. And they were authentically loving each other. They was hanging on with each other. They talked to each other. They prayed for one another. They were prophesying to one another. It was it was the greatest thing. It's we've have, we've lost that closeness because when you get into the religious aspects, when that stuff starts creeping in, that breaks up. A whole lot of stuff going on from all types of directions. And we don't want to, and the thing about it is we don't want to throw, we don't really want to touch on the religion part. We need to get rid of it to really bring the authenticity back into the church where people can really have relationships. You know what I'm saying? Really like each other. Not just, you know, I'm just rubbing up against you. And then tomorrow I'm talking about you like a dog. We need some, they need some real, and the pastor can be more authentic. The people are looking for the pastor to care. They're looking for the people to actually see a bad look on their face and say, what's going on, sister? Are are you all right? Can I pray for you? Sister, is the bill? What's going on? The Lord, you know, know when the spirit comes in. Well, sister, I got a couple dollars. I don't know what God is doing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you. I got a, I got some uh, food on the table. Won't you come over and eat with us? We we're, we're not like that anymore. There's no authenticity in fellowshiping for real. We got fellowships out here where if the uh, if they come together and put fellowships, there's more emphasis on the person who started the fellowship than it is for everyone.
4: Gotta right, say yeah, something yeah. just really quick I agree I agree again, I mean um, exactly what he was saying and then I, I just want to say this really really quickly um and, and this is different from the past' everyone else out there many times I, I, I said this in the beginning that we sort of lost sight of the purpose. Jesus prayed and what he prayed was that we all would be one
3: yeah
4: that we would be one in him, as he's one in the Father, that we all may be one. Now, that desire of Jesus that we all may be one, one body, requires that, again, I love my neighbor as myself, that I look out for my neighbor as myself. When we look at even the um, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the the um, pastors and the teachers, it was for the edification of the, the saints. It was for the body to grow into that which is perfect. And what that perfectness is, is that unified body of one. Well, unfortunately, we lost sight of the goal of being one. We don't love our brothers as we love ourselves. If we see our brother and sister going through something and we close down our heart, we're not walking as disciples of Jesus Christ. Because greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends within the the institution i have to go back to this within the institution that goal of oneness was lost and people are looking for relationship again it's not for only one person to teach or one person to preach or one that's not what it's meant for the the fivefold ministry so that all the saints are able to teach all the saints are able to hear from god for themselves all the saints are able to move in their gifts and be empowered to walk as the body of christ here in this earth to show the world that we are the body of christ walking in power authority and number one love he didn't give us a spirit of fear power love soundness of mind the purpose again was for us to be one that that is what jesus christ prayed for us period that we would be one when you see others and you treat others and you love others the way you the way you love yourself then there is a unification to where you're not trying to be separated because you're family do we realize that again it's all one blood we're all the body of christ we all are supposed to have the same father we're supposed to be one but we have instead accepted this model of an institution. And with this institution, you can go wherever you want to go. For with this institution, what am I getting? I'm getting, uh, like what my sister said, I'm getting a, a praise and worship. I'm getting my pastor, somebody who's preaching from a mountain and I can't even touch him. He don't smell like sheep. He ain't really a shepherd because he ain't smelling like the sheep. He up on a mountain yelling down at the sheep okay so if you don't yell from the mountain I can do that from the comfort of my living room and get the same thing it, yeah. so it's you know mm-hmm. you you talk about this whole thing is mm-hmm. the failings of the black church it's not the failings of the black church it's the church as a whole and I believe that this pandemic was allowed so that it could be a reset this conversation right here what caused the people not to to be comfortable in their chairs no fellowship no real relationship, not really understanding and caring for one another the way that we ought to love and care for one another. And I believe that we really, if if, if, if we're really going to be what God purposes for us to be, we got to see others as we see ourselves and love others as we love ourselves, give to others as we want to be given to, forgive others the way we want to be forgiven, all of that. See others as ourselves and really become one.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, the one question I want to pose to everybody, and this is just from listening to everybody, you know, speak from their different aspects and things like that. Can we all agree that there, that we're in this instance, because we're talking about the pandemic and how it's kind of changed the dynamics a little bit? Can we all agree, kind of like, can we all, I won't say kind of like, can we agree that we're connected yet disconnected?
2: Yeah, I would say that because that's the point I was trying to make is people, you know, when you, again, when you fellowship with people for years and years and years, and now all of a sudden you don't feel that I want to see such and such. I want to be around such and such. I'm not even talking about the pastor. I'm not talking about the first lady. I'm talking about your brothers and sisters. Those you love the fellowship, laugh with, cry with, when you feel like you don't, even need that no more it's not pulling on you you don't miss it that's an issue that's the, that's the real Because we, we're not talking about people who you might have been around a day or two we're talking about people you've been in the same church with for years and you don't feel like you need to be around them anymore or you're not pressed to go back you don't care that is a serious issue and the pandemic exposed that that's all I'm trying to say that's yep, all I'm I get to say. it. I got
0: you. Because it was and not like it, that beforehand. Nope. It wasn't. And I think uh, I do, I do want to answer, you know, Irvin's question really quickly. Cause I because I think because I know we were kind of talking in the chat. And what makes you think this is and not true? I Irvin, me, me, we know, we know each other, bro. So I know so I know I know where I know what aspect that you're coming from. The, the only reason I said that said what I said in our chat is that because I think when we when we, how can I put this? When we talk, when we talk, when we when we talk about stuff like this, first and foremost, we all know this is a difficult and hard conversation. Number one, but and even I had to think about this when I when I brought this conversation up, when I when I even thought about bringing this conversation up, I have to speak for the aspect of observation and also the aspect of perspective and some perspective. I can't speak on, I can't have the, we can't have this discourse if I'm talking from a place of hurt, because that, in, that, that, in, that invalidates, or then validates the conversation. And I don't, and to invalidate a conversation like that from an aspect of hurt doesn't bring it up to me, doesn't bring the, doesn't bring the message home because of course there, we, we all know that there are obvious and not so obvious things that go on. And and I like how um, Apostle Stephanie said, you know, instead of singling out the black church, we just may just may just say it as a Christian church as a whole. Because and I agree with her and, and I agree with her wholeheartedly on that, because now. It just it just doesn't put the spotlight on one aspect of the Christian body. It's we're all we're all Christians. We're all in the same body. So to shine a spotlight on one particular aspect of it isn't fair and it's and it, kind of, and, it and it doesn't make it it doesn't make the com- it does like I said, it doesn't make the conversation less needed but if we're go- if we're going to shine a light we may be able to just shine the spotlight on it on it as a whole and not just point out one aspect of it so well, that, this is the
7: issue a-
2: this
7: this is the issue you got to you got to deal with what we talked about earlier um, and I'm sorry I'm coming in late, y'all, so hello to everybody on the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the issue. Like we said earlier, you cannot come in and have a topic like this and already be offended before it even starts. Yeah. Again, when yeah. you're walking in a spirit of offense, anything that's spoken upon will offend you, and you'll automatically go back to hurt. Yeah. So at the end of the day... You cannot have topics like this and already be offended. So that's the reason why when we particularly said that you were going to talk about this, what was the first thing I said to you? If you're going to talk about (laughs) it, do not not come from a place of hurt. Is that not what I said?
0: Yeah. Okay. So you
7: cannot come from a place of hurt and and have this type of conversation. Is that right?
0: And that's now, why I look at that's why I look at it from, the, the aspect. If
7: the people on the panel disagree, then that's what we're here for, right? This is this is to have a a all around conversation to talk about whatever needs to be talked about. But again, the, the little bit that I have caught coming in so far is it's not necessarily the quote unquote black church. It is the right. it's the church as a whole, and that's that's the biggest issue about what goes on. The problem is, is a lot of churches are not one. We don't want to deal with truth anymore because you feel like if you tell your members the truth, they're going to leave. And that's OK, because you're supposed to you're supposed to teach them, train them and send them out. They're supposed to stay anyway. So at the end of the day, right. if they're coming in and get what they're supposed to get, then it's it's OK if they're ready to go. But if you're not coming in and getting what you're supposed to get, because Your thing is, well, I see this happening. I see this person living one way, but they're teaching me this. They're trying to teach me this, but your life ain't adding up to what you're teaching. That's where the plate falls. And this is where it happens most of the time. When you allow what we call the lay members to get too close to leadership, and now you're becoming bosom buddies and friends outside of the church, they now know your business and they know that your life don't add up with what you're teaching them on a Sunday, a Monday, Wednesday, whatever day you have service. This is where the this is where the ball gets dropped. It's not always how you see a lot of certain things going on. But if we're talking, to, if we go with tithes and offerings, because that's a, that's a big thing for people, too. If we talk about tithes and offers, when I give you my 10 percent, I don't care where it goes. Because if you mishandle it, that's not on me. That's between you and God. Once I gave it, I did what I'm supposed to do. I did my part. You catch what I'm saying? But everybody don't see it like that. You got people, when it comes down to tithes and offerings, they want to know what the leadership is doing with it. It's supposed to be to help those in need. Now, do I feel like the tithes and offerings is supposed to pay your leader's bill? No, I don't. But it's supposed to be for the ones that are in need. We're supposed to help the widows. supposed to help the ones that don't have jobs that's what your tithes and offerings is for the ones who need it if you got a job and you have paid your tithes and offerings and you say you need help wonderful what you need how much that's what it is but you got churches that make the people bring their w-2 so they know how much you your 10 percent is then you got the churches that come in and they say well now that i know your w-2 when you don't pay this if you in need and you ain't paid your tithes you don't get nothing from me so you have a lot of different places that do different things everybody don't run their ministries the same way hence the reason why you have so much division in the different churches then you got churches that feel like oh well my church is better than yours when did it become competition we are supposed to be kingdom minded if we are supposed to be serving the same god as you say that i don't care if you got more members than me the question is you might have a mega church but is god in the building because there's a lot of people that got mega churches but there's no oil there's no anointing there's nothing so it ain't about the numbers it's about if i come in your building will god meet me there period that's that's my take on it but everybody don't have the same mindset i got either when i come into a church i'm not coming for the leader i'm coming to get what i need from god if you just happen not to have god in your building trust me i bought him with me when i left my house so you don't have to pump and prime me to when i come in your door and that's the that's the other thing that we deal with when it comes to churches If you come in the building, your worship should already be in you. Don't nobody have to tell you, oh, get up and lift your hands today. No, you come in ready all the time because you like, you know what? You've been too good to me. You woke me up this morning and it was a press for me to get in this door. So I came in to get what I had to get. And that's where my focus be. But at the end of the day, if you got a babe in Christ that don't know no better, you tell people that the Bible tells you to study to show yourself approved, but they won't even pick it up. All they're doing is they taking what that person behind the pulpit with the mic is saying verbatim. And they don't know if that's the real word or not because they ain't learning it for themselves. So you have to look at it from all different aspects. This is not one sided at all, because it's so much that when it comes down to God. And when it comes down to people quote unquote calling themselves Christian because that's supposed to mean that you're Christ-like, but some people are so far from that. But you still call yourself a Christian. I don't like to use the term. I'm kingdom minded. At the end of the day, my, my heart and my mind is about kingdom. If I can't treat you the way I'm supposed to treat you, I don't do nothing. Because I'd rather keep myself safe by not opening my mouth, not saying a word, it's a it's a nod and a, a wink and a smile and I'm done. Because my mama taught me, I ain't got nothing good to say, I shut my mouth. You catch what I'm saying? And that's how I am inside the church anyway. My thing is I speak when the Lord tells me to speak. If he tell me to shut up, that's what I do. Because everything ain't supposed to be given out either. So you gotta understand your, your lane and stay in your lane. Everybody ain't meant for certain things and you have to ask the Lord to send you and direct you to the proper ministry. Some people go to the wrong ministries for the wrong reasons. You went to this ministry because you like the way the leader spoke, but you don't know nothing about them. So that was your reason for going to this ministry. And now that you in the ministry, you're not getting nothing from it. So I think you made the right choice. You made the wrong choice. You don't go based off of the person. You go based off of what God says. And this is where we fall short. At the end of the day, you got to take the word for exactly what it is, the word. And you got to take God for exactly who he is, God. The problem is we have boxed him in so much, he can't do what he's trying to do because we've limited him. He's a limitless God. So while we put limits on him at the end of the day, you're supposed to have a mindset to say, OK, wait a minute. You said in your word that you came that we might have life and have it more abundant. That means to the full in access and overflow. If this is what you're supposed to do, then why are we always walking around like we defeated? We walking around like we don't know no better. And we walking around like we cannot have access to certain things when he said he gave us rule and dominion over all so at the end of the day why can we not do what he said he left us behind to be able to do the reason why we can't is because of who we are we as people it says that our hearts are very deceitful right and that's exactly what we show You smile in somebody's face when they walk through your church door and you know you got an issue. If you have an art with your brother and sister, you're supposed to deal with it. We're not doing that. There's so much to all of this that we're talking about. Where the church could fail, but the church don't have to fail if we as people came together like we coming tonight and address the problem. But we can't do this in a regular Mm -hmm. church And the reason why we couldn't do this in a regular church setting is because every pastor or every person leader that will be in that house would have something to say. And within five to 10 minutes, somebody will be offended of what somebody else said. And it shouldn't even be like that because there's no reason to be offended. I value your opinion. Your opinion is your opinion. And if we can work together to fix this issue, let's work together to fix the issue. We're supposed to be brethren in the body but we don't act like that we don't act like that we act like we we divided christians are some of the most dividedest people i have ever seen but we got we have the audacity to talk about the other religions
5: church folks you know church folks not christians church right. folks, church folks not christians church
7: folks either way they, that's what they call themselves i call them the saints and the aints whichever one you fall on that's on you but this, the biggest thing is this, at the end of the day, why is it such an issue? Why we There's no there's no competition at all. But you talk about the other religions, but those other religions will go and kill themselves for what they believe. We won't even give ourselves over to the Lord fully because we don't trust him all the way. So you cannot compare and talk about the other religions when Christians don't even add up. The biggest thing about how people want to value everything. But honey, I don't deal. I don't have nothing against everybody else's religion because baby, whoever you pray to, if that's what you do, and that's what's keeping you solid, stay solid. But at the end of the day, we already know that at the end of the day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess at some point so it is what it is there's no need to have a fight and a debate over the religions it's not there's no if because if you put them together I can promise you there's not enough Christians that will tell you they will go to the cross and do the same thing Jesus did
1: well we um, will not do that, I, why that aspect? You, have
7: people, you have people now in the other religions that will go and strap bombs to themselves to prove a point to say This is what my God told me to go do, and that's what I'm about to do. But we as Christians can't
1: do the same thing. So, I mean, that's because Christ ain't telling us to strap bombs to ourselves. So,
7: I know that, I'm just
1: making a point. So, I what I'm trying to say (laughs) on that point is realizing, like, um, like um, like the other young lady, um, what is it, the takeover? I'm not, I don't, I didn't catch your name. But, like she was saying, it is a lot of it of people who are in the church and people who are confessed to be saved, but they're not. But then you have those who are saved, but they just make bad choices and hurt one another. Um, because you did something wrong, don't mean you're not saved. So yes, yeah, you could be in a church that does something bad or or treat somebody wrong. That don't mean they wasn't saved. Um, but far as the aspect of what Christians not doing, I beg to differ. I mean. You you have Christians out here smuggling Bibles in countries where they they're being locked up. You have you have believers helping the unfortunate and and doing things and putting their life online the all the time. Um, I don't know what everybody here, but the simple fact that you take yourself in a neighborhood and and, and something goes wrong and you rescue somebody in faith, you, you don't know what's about to happen. But when the spirit say move you move. So it's not that 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 the Christians the believers are so far gone because I'm carrying my cross and I know I'm not the only one. It's like Elijah when he did what he was called to do, he ran by fire when God ran down by fire and he was so happy and everybody ran, they killed the false prophets. But when Jezebel heard it, she said, "I'm take your head like you killed my prophets." And he kind of gave up. When he finally listened to God speaking to him. What did he tell God? He said, "Well, I'm the last one left." And God said, "No, there's over 200 prophets I have down there," and and, and the thing is, is that no, we're not alone in this thing, you know. So so yes, it's it's not like this small bit amount, but I do agree with what you were saying about the divide. The problem is that the divide is there, but we do have to stand firm because the simple fact that first and foremost. We are called to stand our ground. We cannot accept someone saying their religion is just as true as my religion. We are to stand and give a defense for the word of God. So yes, don't minimize Christianity versus other religions. They don't stand any ground because everything they serve and worship whether they rather strap a bond to themselves or not is all false. It's all fake idols. It's, it's a bunch of stones and bricks and sticks and stuff. We only serve one true God, so we're doing that. But as the divide we have, we have to stop dividing on the nonsense things and come together as a whole, as believers. And, and, and what that mean is the great commission. Um, we was called to make disciples, right? So whether you Baptist, Methodist, you know, all Christian faiths, let's do this together. You know, you, you might do something one way at your church, but we here to do the same thing. We serving the same God. So once we start to work on that as a one body, then we will be more effective and we can help it. And we can help and heal um a lot of hurt that's going on out here.
0: I agree, but but it still but it still comes back to the connected yet the disconnected yet connected part, though, because. And I and I and I and I have and I have to come back to this because a because simple fact of the matter, because of simple fact that again, you know, we're looking at and y'all, and everybody here mentioned it about you know struggling to bandwidth and get people to come to to attend to attend service now. And and Pastor Mo said it, you know, quite quite um eloquently, you know, what was the difference between now and then? Because social media has still social media was was prevalent in 2020, just as it is now. So to me, the way I look at that, there is a there is a there is a disconnect there. We're we're connected, of course, but there's a disconnect there, and that and for me that the to, to the way the way I look at it, and how everybody and how everyone how everyone's been been so eloquent in what they're saying that that's kind of that's the that's the vibe that I get there's we're connected but yet we're disconnected and that's a rift that needs to be kind of that needs to be pulled back into where everybody can be connected again and there has to we have to find a way to do that to put the put everybody back in connection with each other not only not just a not just a spiritual connection but also a physical connection as well let me ask
2: everybody this tell everybody on here ask yourself this if if you knew right now that you could not talk to or see some of the people in your congregation for the next three years, what would you do and how would you feel?
7: Wait a minute, repeat thank
2: again. I'm, I'm asking wow. you a question. You If you knew you could not see and you could not talk to certain people who you love, who you like, you enjoy to be around with, In your congregation, how would you feel?
7: Me personally. I'm telling you
2: you is is there are people right now who seem to not care if they see certain people in their congregation again because they're not coming back. That's my point. So if you're comfortable not going back and fellowshipping with the people you've been fellowshipping with for 10, 15, 20 years, you tell me what's wrong with that picture. It, can, I, can I say
4: something really quickly? I'm, I'm going to touch on that, but I'm also going to touch on something else. Yes, um, ma'am. Probably about 10, it, maybe 15 years ago, I was a particular denomination. And in this particular denomination, as I went, I had relationships with people. And I went there, I went there faithfully, Wednesdays, Sundays, Fridays, whenever the doors open, I was there faithfully. But then as God began to talk to me and I developed my own relationship with Christ, um, there were some things that I knew I wasn't going to grow in that location because of the tradition and some of the false doctrine. What kept me there was the relationship I had with the people until I got to God, listen, but then God told me, that i was not going to apprehend that for which i was apprehended if i remained at which point he told me to go when he told me to go i left but i was hurt because of the relationship with the people all right Right. now that's one thing but i had to go because i was not going to get to where i was supposed to be at if i remained.
2: but it hurt didn't
4: it did hurt me it hurt me because there was a love there and i had developed a love there now with some some places there is love there but people have some people okay have gotten to the point because of the internet and social media where they believe they've outgrown some places mm-hmm. Some people, I'm just saying, it's true. some people God has told to go. Some people God ain't told to go. But they left because the crowd was going in another direction. And they thought that they were getting left behind by the flow that was going. All right. So there are a lot of things in play. Sometimes God will tell you to leave, even though you have a relationship with people but then sometimes you leave on your own, okay? And because you believe that your relationship with people is less than what other people can give you or you want something. I've had people who left particular congregations because they didn't believe they could find a husband there because most of the men were married. So they left the church in search of a husband, wow. okay? Am I going to fault them for it? No. Crazy
0: circumstances. Wow. I'm just
4: saying. God's going to have to deal with that. You understand what I'm saying? If you leave a place outside of God instructing you to go, that's between you and God. Now, there are some places that God is telling people to leave from. And we just got to be real with that. At which point, as leaders, It's absolutely imperative that we say, is God leading my congregation? Is this God's church or my church? Is he present when the doors open? Or am I trying to facilitate an environment, an environment of praise with the good musicians and the song leaders so that the people are entertained, but they're not encountering God? Are the people being empowered where I am to come into relationship with God to grow with god because see that's the key when god is in the place when he's in the place you gonna get to where you're supposed to go it's not about the the flow of the people it's about your personal relationship with god and if you have been positioned and taught a how to hear god for yourself how to rightly divide the word of god okay as well as how to really put yourself on the cross okay because i heard some things about you know different people being at different levels i don't care every again everybody got issues but our mandate is to love people wherever they at you know part of us maturing as the body of christ is long suffering uh patience uh kindness yep. uh meekness That, that right Calls across every line. You're gonna have to be long-suffering with the liar, you got to be honest with the cheater, you got to honest with the li- you know, you got to exercise the fruit of the spirit yourself in every situation, and it, it's all the way across the board. But I hear what you're saying in regards to relationships keep you in a place, and when you have a relationship, you're more apt to be logged in because of the fellowship. And the relationship you have with the people in the body, I, I wholeheartedly understand and, and, and agree with you. But there are sometimes God will shift you, especially if where you're at is not in alignment with where God is and the direction he's going. Now, for those who are in alignment with the direction God is going. And for those who are speaking the truth and when God is in the building every Sunday and you still have a mass exodus, um, God is going to speak to even you. Because sometimes and I know a lot of leaders are dealing with hurt because they have loved the people, had relationship with the people, taught the people, given their all to the people. And, and the people st- stabbed them in the back, talked about them and jetted out the door. The fact of the matter is, when you are the body of Christ and you're doing what God has you to do, he's going to deal with it. And you just have to let it be. But when you are not operating as the body of Christ, you're going to resort to manipulation of the word. You're going to resort to uh, manipulation even of people's minds and consciousness and trying to guilt them into staying or manipulate them into thing, Or you you, you twist the word to make people... To, to, to um, try to get people to do what you want them to do to control them when that's not what God called you to do. So absolutely relationship matters, but sometimes even relationship with people doesn't allow it to allow people to to stay in a particular place. All
5: And um, I just want to say one more thing. I got to, um, and I, I first of all, I want to say how honored I am to be even on this panel with these people that I don't know. But I but the 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 intelligence and the melanin is making me tear up. I can't even explain how great it is to be on here. <laughs> um, but I have to do I have an um, early morning. I got to drive. I'm a truck driver, so I got to go out of town in the morning. So I have an early morning load to take. But this is what I want to say um, that uh, social media. I want to go back to the original, to the very original thing of what we talked about. Why we wanted to have this discussion, and that thing is why it is so um, hard for people to come back into the church. But also, what is the disconnect with 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 the people in the pews and the people in the pulpit? And so, my social media, I think, to a lot of people, it exposed to them how important they were really as individuals in whatever building they were in. Come on. Because some people thought they were the some people thought they were it. I you know, I go to my past house, I invite them to dinner. I'm the one that give, I give always, you know, uh there are churches now that has a list of people who pay their tithes and offerings on the program itself. It, it, honey, we don't let, let me okay, I back off. I'm gonna back off. And so you you and when and the pandemic came and you realized that you were just a number.
3: You How were are you just, talking?
5: And though you were just a number, you were a number that was reliable. So you were the you were reliable, but you weren't as important as you thought you were. And I'm speaking from a very personal place because when I was told that I had cancer last year, not three months after my mama died. I haven't received groceries, I know a missionary came to where I was at, I've been homeless ever since. I went to all of my doctor's appointments at chemo by myself. I thought I was somebody until I got sick. And then I realized I was just another lay member in the—let me, me be very clear. My, I have a very, in saying that, I do have a very good support system at my church. But it's, but it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's one, it's one particular family that's my support system. But we got missionaries. You, you know, y'all having programs and raising money and all this other stuff. I didn't get no groceries. Did nobody take me to Piggly Wiggly?
2: They over
5: in Africa. I went to and 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 that's what I'm talking about. People realized a lot of people didn't come back to church because they realized during this pandemic how how insignificant they really were in the body, unless it was Sunday, first Sunday, third Sunday. I have not seen. I didn't. I don't know any churches that I know of that were taking those communions. You can wear 16 masks at least take a communion to the people. And so that's that. And then I got. And then uh, and then the other thing is they were y'all were talking about other stuff. Listen, be what you preach. I say this all the time. You can be whoever you want to be on this thing. I could be the next Michael Jackson and, and 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 Photoshop all kind of stuff on here except this third chin. I cannot Photoshop it off. Never. No, sorry, I, I went somewhere else. <laughs> you can be whoever you want to be on this thing right here. And that's how some preachers were in the pulpit because they were inaccessible. And when your life was exposed because you couldn't hide behind the pulpit and all them armor bearers and all this other stuff, then things started to get cracked. Up. Somebody know you in real life. You hear me? You can be whatever you want. Somebody know you in real life. Somebody know you put your hand on your wife. Somebody know them that your children got children and that's not their cousin. That's them children cheering. Somebody know you in real life then you can and 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 what happens is you I this is what I tell people. People tell me I talk too much. But you can't out me if I out myself. If I didn't tell you something and somebody tell you I said it, check your source cuz I have very few secrets. Very few. Cuz you ain't going to tell my business before I tell my business cuz I tell it better than you cuz guess what? I was there. Then uh. Jesus died Uh -uh. on the cross Uh -uh. and that and the veil to get to God was ripped down. But these some of these new churches, they decided to rebuild the veil and make it in in spandex. And you can't just break it. You can stretch it a little bit, but you can't get through it and you can't get through it. You know why? You can't get through it because you you can't have no access because if you don't pay your tithes, your offering, your seed, your building fund, the motherboard seed, the dream team seed, the children seed, the choir seed, and and good God, the sunshine choir. You cannot talk to God because you going to hell because you didn't do what you were supposed to do monetarily. I do not remember Jesus saying that. So a lot of things that we do are so traditional and so ingrained in us to do, and they so they such a plantation-like mind. And it's almost cultish, the things that we do and say to people over that pulpit. The, the just, the just just example, Kim they, 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 they put this woman on a pedestal, but the things that come out of her mouth are the most disrespectful disregarding dismissive and the most unladylike things that you could say to a congregation of people. I don't care how good she saying, you don't talk to grown women that way up under their clothes over no pulpit. You don't talk to men like that over no pulpit. That is not what you're supposed to do. If you want to be a counselor, take a class. And that's why we losing people, because we have decided that being rude is, is, is hearing from God and that's what, pro- oh, no, 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 wait a minute, that's what prophets do. I don't remember none of that. I don't remember none of that. You have that and then you have the fact that you can't even get to your pe- to your pastor or whatever to explain to them what is going wrong. You got to go through the sister who is doing you wrong to get to them. And I have experienced that personally, but of course I am a truck driver. I'll drive right on through. I, somebody, somebody going to talk to me who I won't talk to, but you have people that are so afraid. I'm going to tell this and then I'm done. When I, when my husband left me 20 something years ago, I was so scared God was going to kill me. If I decided to, to, to divorce this man that for eight years, I did nothing but wait on him. He was having children he was doing whatever he wanted to do i didn't i didn't date i didn't do anything i went i got on a diet i went to school i dressed different i did all of that because the church kept telling me he going to come back and i did it because that's what i was told and until i went out in this truck and drove across uh, this country 30 states at a th- and got a real relationship with god and realized that god was not inaccessible to me because I wasn't in the pulpit, that I could be just who I am and talk the way I'm talking right now and and and, 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 um, and be a good steward of the money that he give me and to move, like somebody said earlier, to hug who he tell me to hug, give money to who he tell me to give money to, talk to the people that nobody else talked to. As long as I did that, I was going to be okay. Because my relationship with God is not yours. And as a matter of fact, just so that we are clear, it's none of your business. You don't ask me what I prayed for. You better not ask me what I prayed for. You better not ask me how I got it. You better not. Listen, we have become a people of, I have to know everything about you. I got to do this. And if you ask me to pray for you, tell me what I'm praying for. Who does that? Nosy people. Dang busy bodies it. people in other people business mind your business listen if you do if you mind your business all day long by the time you get ready to go to bed you too tired to call me and ask me about mine if you see my husband in somewhere and he ain't supposed to be where he supposed to be at you so busy minding your business shopping and getting your meat out the meat section you ain't got time to call me and tell me nothing about my business because whatever god want me to know he going to tell me what I need to know. And it won't be no surprise. Because if I'm a Christian, like I say, I'm a Christian, I hear from God, no matter what the subject is, God don't let nothing come on me unawares. Nothing. I'm not surprised by anything. And so that is how we, that, that, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is how the body of Christ is supposed to be ran. And it don't supposed to be, it's not supposed to be ran by this, um, this person that everybody thinks walk on water. And you say something bad about their pastor. Now everybody in their church know, and so now you have you beefing with the with the with the Presbyterians down the street, because y'all y'all arguing on the fact that she wore that apostolic robe and she she wore the wrong apostolic hat that that wasn't the one she was supposed to wear at this particular meeting, and I don't understand why she's doing that. And so that is what social media has done. Social media has made us a, pe- a people that do not like to study the word. We don't like to read the Bible. And everything that comes across that pulpit to some people is law. And you refuse to read this book by yourself. So you can keep Googling all you want to, but I bet you this, people who don't read the Bible put stuff on Google. <laughs> that, that's it. That was that was my tidbit for today. That's, that's it. If you don't remember, nothing else I say. Boogers who don't read the Bible put stuff on Google and have no idea what about Jesus. And now they're talking about they know that Jesus was married to Mary. And what I don't understand. I can't. I'm done. I can't. I, I, I don't I don't know what to say about <laughs> I don't know. And uh, uh Pastor Um, I what's your last name? Is it? <laughs> Page, yes. Pastor Page and Pastor um, Myron, I, I I apologize. I I just I, I I apologize. And and next time we get on here, I'll let y'all talk to Barbara. But Bobby, the truck driver, I I don't have no control over sis I'm sorry. And 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 if I come visit y'all church, I'll sit in the back. I'm done. You ain't got
3: to sit in the back. I almost huffed over here. I'm saying. Oh she
0: says, "Sit in the back." Oh my gosh! Oh my god, man! You know what, <laughs> Bobby? I you know what? You know I got the utmost respect for you, for real. And you know, I think that I'm gonna say this, and I'm just gonna be very frank. There, there is a connect, a, a connection, however, a disconnection between the pulpit and the pews, and that rift has to be repaired somehow. And it's not, and I'm gonna say this it's not just incumbent upon the pulpit, it's also incumbent upon a pew, too, because they both, because we all have to come together to figure out what that issue is and work around, find a solution to solve it. So, I mean, even with that, I mean, there has to be a level of, okay, this is the issue right here. Let's talk about this issue, let's stamp it out and let's make sure that this issue doesn't rise again or if it does rise again, now we have a sure fire plan to, elim- to either reduce or to mitigate it or to eliminate it altogether. But it isn't coming up on both and and I'm and I'm going to say this just to be very transparent, not to say be transparent but to be I'm going to say this because I look at apostles pastors reverends, bishops and anyone else who is in authority in a church the same way i look at anybody else as a human being because they're human beings first and i and i look at i look at them from the human aspect because they're not they're not this supernatural person that that has these supernatural powers. No, they're, they've been chosen to lead a to lead a church on by, by God, by God's decree. But at the, but at the same, but at the same instance, they are human beings first. And I look at the human aspect before I look at anything else. Most, most definitely most will most definitely give respected honor to the, to the office that you that's held. But I look at the human being first because the human being is the one that's going through that may be going through something like depression or all this other stuff, because let's just, let's just put it out there. Our, our leaders feel that our leaders feel the same things that we feel. They feel they get down, they get sad, they get depressed. Sometimes, sometimes, and sometimes they may, they may become suicidal and things and other things of that nature. And, and I think that's one of the, one of the things where the disconnect comes from. Because they don't – we don't look at our leaders from the human aspect. And if we can't see our leaders from the human aspect, then we'll be we'll, – we'll, we'll always be disconnected when it comes to interacting with them or talking to them or even, you know, trying to hold a simple conversation with them. You, we have to – we we as laypersons and we as people in the pews – Even other people in offices such as ministers and deacons, we all have to look at each other from the human aspect. And if we can't look at each other from the human aspect, then I think we do each other as not only as congregants of a church, but also as leaders in a church body, we do each other a disservice, a grand disservice when we don't do that. I mean, that's just how, that's just my kind of, that's kind of like my two cents on that. But I feel that saying that is important because we all go through our issues as human beings. You know, we, that, that, had that pastor that may have, that may have pre- preached a fiery sermon on Sunday. Y'all don't, don't y'all don't know that that man, but that, that man or woman may be going through depression or that minister that might, that might, that may be ministering to you. Y'all don't know that that man or woman may maybe having maybe dealing with suicidal thoughts. How do how do we how do we as Christians and I'm not saying and I'm not saying I'm not putting titles out there or anything. How do we as Christians reach back to each other mm-hmm. to help each other to pull to pull one another up because these because we because we deal with human we're here hum, we deal with human issues. Just because we hold a title doesn't make us any different or make us less human we deal with human issues how can we as christians and i'm saying this as a whole not not separating pulpit and pew how do we as christians reach back to each other how do we how do we reach out to each other to make and say hey look i see i see that you're going to do i see you doing something i see that you're going through something can i is there something i can help you with can i if you know can we can we go out to lunch and can we talk about it i mean i'm an ear to listen. You know, and I'm a shoulder to cry on if you need that. How do we reach back to each other to reassure one another that just that we're that to say that I'm here for you, I'm there for you, I'm there for you, brother, I'm there for you, sister. You know, how do we? How do we do? How do we? How do we reach back? And how do we reach back? And how do we reach back to the human aspect of it all? I guess that's my question.
7: I have a. Quick question for you. Sorry, y'all. Um, Go we ahead. got some people to ask some questions for the panel from YouTube. So, okay. are you guys okay. are you guys up to take questions? Is the question? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. So the first question from YouTube is, oh boy, they're coming out with the heavy hitter—the one thing that we don't like to talk about. Somebody said, "How do you address the topic of church hurt?" well
4: very swinging
0: for the fences off the top oh my god
4: well this is the thing church hurt. it, it it comes in many places it's just like what my brother was just saying um leaders are human everyone in the church is human every person is a person with human issues human emotions human fallacies and i don't understand why we expect because you're in christ going through a process that you're not going to at some time do something that's going to offend or hurt somebody um I, me personally I'm, I'm just going to give this growing up my sister was a straight-a student right i was not so my mama would always talk about how great my sister is and it, and it used to hurt me because it would make me feel diminished But I didn't divorce myself from my family because I was hurt as a child. I recognize my mom is human doing the best she can in this walk and in the body of Christ. We need to understand we're all people in this walk doing the best we can. And God is working on all of us to both will and do according to his good pleasure. Now I have to have patience for your process and you need to have patience for other people's process. And if somebody hurts you, just like you go to your mama, your sister, your friend or whoever else you love, you go and you tell them that, listen, when you said this, it hurt me. And give them the opportunity to humble themselves, apologize and get it right and and repair the relationship. If we think that being around a bunch of people that we're never going to be hurt, we are highly deluding ourselves because people are people and you're more likely to get hurt actually inside a church because you got a whole lot of hurt people coming to get healing and find direction. Hurt people a lot of times will hurt people. I cannot tell you the number of times people have said reckless stuff that hurt me. But then I had to lean upon God to give me direction to see them in another way of where they're coming from and then allow the work and the love of God to operate in me to be long-suffering and patient with those people. It's not just the leader's jobs to be long-suffering and patient all of us have have been given holy spirit the fruit of that spirit is love patience faith long suffering kindness all all of us have the same mandate to love love is patient love is kind it all leads us back to that so i'm just saying we should not be we should not fool ourselves to thinking that the church is a place where you'll never be hurt People are in the church, wherever there are people at. You're more than likely to be hurt or disappointed in some way or another. But you love people the way you want to be loved. So have the people who are experiencing church hurt? I'd ask you, have you ever hurt anybody? Have you ever in your life hurt anybody else? And if you have, then the same grace, the same love, the same understanding, The same forgiveness that you need for yourself is the same love, the same grace, the same understanding, the same patience that you got to give to others. Ask God to heal your heart. Go to the person or the people that hurt you and just know people are people and we all are in process.
3: And for the leaders that basically feel like they can't really be real with people. We have a problem with being transparent. We have a problem with hum- humbling ourselves because we feel that if we humble ourselves with our business or if we humble ourselves to go ahead and get things together. We feel that people will take advantage of that, but it's not about that. It's really about really helping people to get through certain things because if we're not communicating, we're definitely not getting back. That. That's what you Communication is key. Man. So if you are hurt by somebody in the church, go to your brother, go to your sister. I don't care what level they are. They can be archbishop three times. I, whatever <laughs> it is, go to them and talk to them. Because most people, when they get offended, they stop communicating with one another. And they go off with that offense I or church heart and talk about somebody else. Then they get hurt by somebody else. And they always roam from place to place dealing with the same hurt, the same pain, the same everything, and it's compounded because they never communicate. It's nothing wrong with communicating. You take it to somebody. If they ain't willing to hear, you bring somebody up. If they ain't willing to hear, you you know what I'm saying? You've got to communicate. And And that's the problem with all of the church hurt. Nobody's communicating with each other. We're walking around with all kinds of big old knife wounds in the heart. And we bleed to the death, and then we are wondering why nobody came to us. Why? They don't know. They don't went all about their life and they didn't thought
7: that they didn't really hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't communicating. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest issues I agree. also too, I do agree. is that we, we don't know how to extend the same level of grace to other people. The same level of grace that was given to you, we don't know how to give it out to other people. And if we learned how to do that that would also make things better. The, the biggest thing, like, you know, like Apostle Page said. And I mean, I have to look at y'all and then not look at y'all name because my mom and dad is also Apostle Page. So I'm looking at the screen like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know. But it's, it's just like you have to, at the end of the day, you have to make sure, one, like we say in the world, can you handle the same thing that you dish out, right? We we We, we say that. Can you handle the same thing that you dish out? And half of the time, the answer is no. Because you can't handle the same way if you treated people rawly all the time. If somebody came to you with rawness, you would feel like they were perturbably rude to you. But you don't realize that you're being rude to somebody all the time yourself, right? So it's the same thing like Apostle said. At the end of the day, we have to be able to one, handle the same thing and we got to stop being jelly bags too like everything should not like your heart shouldn't be right here all the time like that's that's not how that's supposed to be like that's we, we don't do that you know what i mean you got to get some type of thick skin because if you don't how are you going to function in the world period not just in the kingdom but how you gonna function in the world as a whole if everything that comes to you makes you cringe or you you Oh, okay. Well, you done hurt me here. Now you done got hurt over here. You got hurt spots everywhere. That lets me know one, you didn't walk around with your whole armor on because you got you, you open, right? And we're not supposed to be open like that. So at the end of the day, you still got to understand how you dealing with people. No, everybody may not be at the same place. And I don't like this whole, you on a different level than me. It ain't about the level, right? Everybody may not be the same place, but you have to deal with people right where they are. It's more unchurched people than church people. And then even with some of the church people in the church, they need to be retaught themselves. So it's still like a whole 360 around the board. You got some saved folks that need to go and rededicate that won't. And it's a whole lot. If you got to talk about like the body as a whole, again, like I said, this topic is so broad, it can never be dealt with all at one time. Right. You would have to talk about it and then talk and stack the different parts of what this is about on top of each other in order to get all of this out and deal with it in the fashion that it should be dealt with. But I commend you for bringing it to the table like you did. And I'm glad that you you got over the nervousness and you did it. So yeah. I appreciate you, bro. And that's, you have to understand that if that's what God told you to do, that's what he told you to do. So think about what would have happened if you would have been disobedient. And that, that's another thing. God tells us to do stuff and we disobedient to what He said, And then we wonder why there's a delay. There's a delay because you was disobedient. You didn't do what you was told so it's so much that has to go across the board because there's so many different types of leaders just right here on this one paddle. i don't you can't say that yep. you don't view people the same way i honor you in your respectful places and as a leader i'm glad that you are that you answered the call now that you answered the call i expect you to walk in your goal. that's it yeah you you are a person before that but because you chose to answer the call you now have a demanded on your life and you have a demanded on the call now you have made a covenant and if you break that covenant that covenant by not doing what you were called to do now you are putting a covenant curse on yourself and you don't even realize that's what you're doing because when you made that vow you answered the call you made a vow. so at the end of the day what are you doing to honor your vow? as a leader are you doing what you're supposed to do i hope so i hope that's all you can say is i hope so because you don't know what other people are doing if your life the way it is right now on this screen is not the same way behind closed doors that's something that you have to deal with and i want to say this
4: really quickly um as believers i think all of us can agree that it is God who causes us to change. No person right. can change another person's heart. So God Himself is working, Himself is working in us to both will and do according to His good pleasure. God said He's not gonna stop until He finished the work He began in each and every one of us. What that says is there's a process that God is working. In each and every one of us to get us to where He purposes for us to be. With that said, that means that everybody is in process, God is doing that process. So, who are we to judge anybody else's process when it's God that's doing it? We have to be patient and love whoever, wherever they are in the process be it a leader a usher a cook a child whoever when they've accepted jesus christ as their lord and savior he then begins to work in them to both will and do according to his good pleasure not our good pleasure his good pleasure he knows the plans he has for each and every one of us and he's working those plans out so we have to get out of the mindset of looking at everybody else's process and judging them where they are in their process because their process don't look like our process.
0: Exactly, exactly. The one thing that, I, that you mentioned, Apostle, is that we we honestly, and this is just something I just I observe for myself as well as others. I don't think we give ourselves and others enough grace. We don't give each other, we don't, first of all, we don't give ourselves enough grace we don't. to, to right. acknowledge who we are as, as first of all, as a Christian, but also as a human being. And we sure don't give in, give another person enough grace, especially if they wronged us. You know, we should be, we should be great. We should be able to give that grace to that person. Hey, I know, look, I know I hurt you. I mean, can you, but can, can you forgive me for hurting you? You know, and Leave it, leave it where it is. The one thing that I've one thing I've learned in this whole process, not just this conversation, but also in my life personally, that forgiveness ain't for the person that wronged me, it's for me, the person that was wronged. It's not for the transgressors, it's for the transgressed. And it's not incumbent upon, you know, whether or not that person accepts that, that forgiveness. If you tell that person that, you, that hey, can or if you say I forgive you or if you ask that person, can you forgive me for what I've done to you? And they choose not to. That's their choice. You've done what you were mandated. You've done what you were asked to do by God to ask for forgiveness. So. Me, like said, me personally. We don't give that we don't give each other, we don't give ourselves, nor do we give other people enough grace to like you said like you said apostle let them walk in their in their in their human their human condition because we because we can we can we can speak this until the cows come home and it'll at the end it'll still be the same it'll still be the same answer all around all across the board you know at the end of the day despite the titles and positions that we hold we're human and we are all fallible. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We all error. We all make errors. We all make indecisions. We all make bad choices. We all do we all do those things. But when we, when we, when we get, and I think grace comes with accountability, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: responsibility, when we're accountable for the actions that we take against each other. When we're responsible for the actions that we take against each other, when we when we sincerely ask for forgiveness and then we sincerely forgive, I think that's where certain rifts and where it comes to this church hurt. And but also being honest and truthful about what's going on, speak about what's going on, despite how it feels or despite how it hurts, mm-hmm. speak about it. You have if that's what you feel so strongly about, speak on it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: despite how it hurts. Then then that, then that's where conversations can happen. That's where discourse can happen. That's where I believe the healing comes from when someone can speak from their heart about how they feel about what someone did to them, how someone wronged them. And brother, the can I say something? End, go ahead, sweetie.
6: I'm sorry, brother. Um, you have if you're walking around with a Queen Latifah set it off spirit, you're gonna get hurt at church. You're gonna get hurt at work. You're going to get hurt wherever you go. If you walking around with a drive by anointing and you always ready to jump off, that's the spirit of offense. And I'm not saying church hurt doesn't exist, but if you you brought to, to life and to church, your human experience of abandonment, rejection, mommy issues, daddy issues, then yeah, you are an open wound sometimes and you can brush up against the sweetest person. And they may hurt you because of your fragile state. So some of the onus has got to be on the individual. How did you handle it? Are you mad at Mother Essie Mae because she asked you to take your chewing gum out? Well, guess what? She's 96 and that's how they've done it for all of her 96 years. She may not mean right. to hurt you, but she was told and taught that chewing gum doesn't belong in the house of God. She don't hate you. She not gonna splash your tires. She just gave you a piece of tissue <laughs> t- and said, can you spit the gum out? So we had to ask ourselves, why am I hurt? And did I come in with the hurt in my backpack and I laid it out at the altar and now everybody is touching it and now I'm infected. So some of the onus has to be on us as individuals, or are you riding this out as an excuse to just not go to church and not connect at all because you want to go out here and do what you want to do. Sometimes we ride that too much. What is your true intention? Did you go to mother SMA and say, mother SMA, that chicken you made was good. But well, by the way, you hurt my feelings when you asked me to get my double mint gum out my mouth. I just bought a fresh pack. Well, baby, I didn't want to hurt you, but you know, I belong to the first jurisdictional Episcopalian pork chopping rib.com church where we believe gum don't belong in the church. So these conversations need don't shy away and go on Facebook and, and put uh, Mother Essie on blast because she didn't even know how to log in the computer. You then told her off, then left the church, then went by and did a firecracker in the bushes. All because of something that could have been nipped in the bud in love, so easy. What was your true intention, and how long are you going to ride this hurt? What is what's really going on is
2: the question. What did I miss, everybody?
1: No, that, that was a good point. <laughs> a question was posed online about um, Church Hurt, and that was the same point I, I, was, I wanted to mention because the first thing is you got to identify. Is it church hurt or you just hurt? Because yep. also the truth offends people. I can tell you the truth and love, you still could be offended. Right. So sometimes people just hurt, like Tanya was saying, but addressing the question for those who are really church hurt, it was already mentioned. I just want to throw a scripture out there, Matthew um 18, 15. Moreover, if my brother shall trespass against thee, go tell your father <laughs> between ye and you alone. <laughs> If there he is. hear you, then you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, it then you take one or two more with the mouth with you, and as witnesses, every word that may be established. If he shall neglect to hear it, then you tell it unto the church. But if he neglect right. to hear the church, then let him be out unto thee as a heathen, a man or a publican. So there is a process. We need to know the word and follow the process. And then... On the other side, in 1 um, Timothy chapter five, it talks about elders, because as I heard a lot of people mentioned before about leadership and that separation, there's no veil, you know, we all human, you know, and nobody's greater than the other. You know, um, we look at people or people gifts and we think they're more anointed or God loved them more, but no, they're all gifts and we need every gift to complete the body of Christ. So that gift just serve that purpose. They're not better than you and they're not greater than you. They are people who are all sin and we all needed a savior. But in first Timothy five, it talks about um, in first verse, it says, um, rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father and young men as brethren. So it says that, they take that and pass it, throw it out, or they might use scripture to say, touch not God's anointed," use not a context, but there is a process in the way it should be done. Um, and it tells them that, um, that um let the elder rule well you know but but they also have to this reading down further in it is that against the elders verse 19 receive not accusations but before two or three witnesses so even an elder if they're wrong you still bring it to their attention and they need to be held accountable because they just like anybody else we all got to answer to god so if you're going to um be hurt you can't be afraid to, to confess what you did, what you feeling. Go to that person that offended you. If that person don't receive it, then there's a process we need to follow and, and, and to do that. But the first thing is make sure that you are church hurt. And my last point on this, church hurt, and time, you kind of pointed on this too. Because what I always say, when somebody get mad or hurt at a single church or by someone in the church, they run from God. And You could be upset with this person or this church location, but why you leave the faith? See, when your job, your manager fuss at you or you get fired from McDonald's, you go to Wendy's. You don't stop working the rest of your life. You keep working, right? You find another job. If this church offended you, don't leave God. Find a church that's not offensive. You know, so a lot of times it's excuses. Like Tanya was saying, sometimes you're running from something. And maybe it's not church hurt, maybe you being offended because you walking in your sin.
2: Romans did you 16, all define what that? church hurt is? Say that again. Did you all define <laughs> what church hurt is?
1: I guess it'd be dependent on that individual who's been hurt.
2: I think someone no did know what that is.
1: There's a lot of different <clears throat> types. There's spiritual abuse. There, there there's there's physical abuse in the church. Um You know how people you misuse authority and they molest people. There's a lot of different types. The individual, but your church is real. Yes, yes, all the way. But
7: there's also this issue too. The issue, the greater issue, is the healing process, right? So with the healing process, you have so many people that they leave one church hurt. They come to you hurt, (laughs) and they have not healed. So they don't know how to heal. And if you're trying to teach them how to allow themselves to go through the healing process and they don't want to heal, then you still have another issue on top of the issue that they already came with. Some people don't like for you to exactly. touch the hurt. They don't like for you to touch the hurt because it forces them to have to heal, right? And everybody don't want to heal. Cause you that like they hurt. Don't ask me why. But you got some people that like they hurt. And at the end of the day, they don't want to heal. So it's hard. I, I, I mean, I like I said, hats on to you guys. Being a leader ain't easy. Uh, being a leader ain't nowhere easy. Because you got so many different people in the body that have all different types of issues when they walk through the door. None of the issues are the same. And some of the issues are great. So you have to deal with everybody where they are. But the question is, after you know that there's a hurt, how do you help them heal? Right? And I think that that's the bigger issue is the healing process. Do you want to heal first and foremost? But if they say yes, how do you help them heal? Yep. Well, someone had touched on that earlier.
4: Um, Forgiveness literally means, or it means, to release. Um, part of the healing process comes with you forgiving and releasing yourself from the offense. Um, forgiveness, again, is not is not necessarily for you. It's not necessarily for the other person. It is for you. Um, we also deal a lot right. of times with inner healing and deliverance. That's a lot of times we deal with in our church, inner healing and deliverance. Because many times things will happen and the enemy is a liar and he will attach a lie to a situation and you'll be in a state of hurt, um, bitterness, anger. And it will be based on a lie that you believe. And sometimes it didn't even happen what you're thinking has happened. It's just assumption or uh, the enemy has implanted a lie. So something a lot of times that we deal with is inner healing. Let's go to exactly what happened. Let's deal with exactly what happened. Let God speak to you to point out what is the truth and what is the lie. So that when you have the truth, then you can right. deal with it. Instead of trying to operate from the, from the perspective of, of trying to deal with something from the perspective of a lie. Um, There are a lot of things, but something that you said, you know, Jesus came to heal the the brokenhearted, to set at liberty. In other words, to set free those that are bruised. The bruise is is something up under the skin. It's not necessarily something that is out in the open. In order to really be healed, you got to deal with it. And one of the things that even in the church, the issues with the churches are the issues with people, period. We don't like to be real. We don't want to be real with it so that we can really deal with it. No matter what But we have to, as a body, be able to deal with the truth, even if it's about you. You know, deal with the truth. Deal with what's right. being put on the table and understanding all of this the truth will make you free <laughs> it'll make you free so we we can, we cannot continue to run from truth uh, run from people's hurt run from people's offenses, shut people down if they got something to say shut people down set them to the side don't let them talk that it's not you're not going to have free people you're going to have people in bondage and you're gonna have the enemy's playground going on what's going on. Because where there's not truth, then the lies are gonna be able to fester and continue to keep people in bondage. So, you know, as the body, we have to humble ourselves, be ready to receive the truth, be ready to hear what people have to say, not think that there's only one voice that can be heard within the body. All of us have to be free to be able to speak what's going on, what we're feeling, and understand that, again, there's no big me, little you. We're all one body. Uh, someone was saying earlier, and I'm I'm a hush real quick. You know, you have the five-fold ministry. You know, I spoke about it before. And it, and it is, it, he says it's a gift. It's, it's given by Christ. And it's for the edification of the saints, so that they can mature and grow up and be able to do the work of the body to be mature into like a perfect man. Um, it, it is for the growing up of, of, of the church. And all of us are in process, all of us. And I like my brother's T-shirt, um, Pastor Edwards, trust the process. We actually had a T-shirt that said that too. Have faith, trust the process. If, you know, we, we just have to trust the process that we're all going through and and understand that we have to be patient with one another. And again, how do you deal with hurt? You can't really deal with hurt until you see the hurt, till you address the hurt and apply the truth. To the hurt, and then allow
0: it to be that's healed. right. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Coco, we got another question. Yes,
7: yes. right. One last, question. one last question for the well, this is not necessarily a question, it's actually a comment. Um, and the individual they said, first of all, they're saying hello for hello from Cairo, Egypt. So Hello, I Mm -hmm. hope that you have enjoyed everything thus far. They said they want to say thank you for you bringing this topic to the forefront. Um, They said that this is one of the issues that caused them to actually leave the church. They stayed out of the church 14 years before they decided to go back. So, And they said that they just recently went back. So they said, thank you for bringing the topic to the forefront. They said they plan to continue watching if we can keep bringing topics like this. But they wanted to say thank you to the pages uh, for what they said. They said because for them, they feel like um, one of the biggest issues is the way you treat people. And they said that's what made them leave the body. So now I want to say congratulations and welcome back to the body. Um, At the same time, I pray that you get everything that you need to get, but more so it's about your personal relationship with God more than it is you worrying about who's inside the church. So I do want to say that to you. I just want to do, I say welcome back. It's like a happy birthday thing for me. So I want to say welcome back. <laughs> um and, 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 and thank you for watching us. Cairo, Egypt. Y'all, we hit Egypt tonight. So congratulations, Fred. Um well, but, Right. So that was the last, that was the last yeah. thing right there. yep
0: yeah. So all I'm gonna say is, is just first, first and foremost, as we as we wrap, as we wrap this 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 part up. I want to say thank you to Apostle Jonathan and Stephanie Page, um, Pastor Myron Bolger, Pastor Mo Edwards, um, and my team, uh, Coach Fee, um, LHG, and Coco Fenton, as well as by as well as Barbara Melvin. For first of all, just you guys made this possible. Number one, engaging in this, in this conversation. So I wanted. So first off, my hats go. My hats off to you guys. Because you guys engage, you guys, you, Lord God, you, I'm, I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna go to sleep, sleep till late. I don't think I'm gonna go to sleep till six o'clock this morning, tomorrow morning. Because what you guys have said, what you, the conversation that we've had, I'm like I'm on I'm on so much of a emotional and spiritual high right now. It's it's ridiculous. So I'm gonna say that to you guys, but I. want to just thank you guys number one for being for your candor your transparency and your ability to just kind of just speak about a topic that that no one wants to talk about and i thank you guys for that you know you guys i really do thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart i appreciate it so much
2: and my brother uh and my sisters out there i like i like to um apologize with tanya um is a good friend of mine and she invited me and i'm i'm never like this i usually i'll just um say i can't make it because i was actually at work and i was kind of unprofessional to be moving around and coming back and forth then but i just i didn't want to miss it but uh next time i'll be stationary man so i I just thank all of you um for the the words that you gave and um please excuse me
6: thank you pastor mo Um,
2: you're
0: you're good, Pastor Mo. My my question to all of you: um, I got four other tenants I want to talk about. Would you guys be willing to do like a round two, around three, and around four? Yes, sir. Yep, we can do that because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more impact than just sure
2: this. Just this
0: one tenant we just talked about. <clears throat> it's way more impact. That search
2: hurt just for two seconds. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'd like to say, like I said, I didn't get everything that everybody said, but one thing that really, that I've learned confuses people, especially from us as preachers, is we preach that the church is a hospital, right? And and when people get hurt, they kind of confuse, like, wait a minute, I came, you know, out of the world and off the streets to get away from certain things, but then I come into the church and sometimes I experience the same thing. It'll be the same thing if we went into the hospital, hurt, and they hurt us more. You're confused. Like, wait a minute, why am I coming to you and you doing me worse damage than what I came in here for? So I think a lot of times when we present the church as a a hospital, you know, we got to be careful what we advertise and we're not going to be that. Because a lot. we can tell people, well, you got to go to this person, ask them forgiveness and all that. But a lot of people are bathed in Christ and they're, they're still, they don't understand a lot of that yet. So they're dependent on us to, to to care for them. A pastor is a, a shepherd. We should, we should care and protect people. And when they don't feel like they're protected, they will run. So I just wanted to add that. That's all. Awesome.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, this, first and foremost, well, this has been <laughs> such a wonderful night. Uh, honestly, an epic night because... There's so there's so much amongst everyone that's here. There's so much wisdom and knowledge and power in it, and amongst amongst the people that's arrayed on on this panel. And I I want I want to be able to keep I want to be able to keep this conversation going, because um, it's so because the the one thing we just talked about really just scratches the surface of the other four that i wrote read that I've that I got that I wrote that I wrote that I've written down, and. I want to be able to continue to have these conversations because this is, first of all, this is a conversation that needs to happen. It's it's a hard but necessary conversation, and I think it come when it comes from a place of love and kindness, but also understanding and a willingness to listen, and but also hear, but also speak and listen. It may it makes the this it brings about that makes the solutions that much more meaningful. Mm-hmm. So again, I thank you guys for just being here with your candor, your truth, your your openness and your your willingness to be here um you guys have blessed my soul more than you more than you ever more than you will ever know and i and i and i personally thank each and every one of you for that but man i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm up here i'm on cloud 20 right now y'all i can't i can't i cannot explain it and um before before we go um before we, we before we, before we do anything else and before i go to the announcements i want to give you three guys the uh, the opportunity to um introduce yourselves to our audience again um if you guys have a social media place if you guys have social media you guys can let us know where, where we can find your social media and also the name of the name of your um the name of your church so i will start with apostle jonathan and stephanie page you guys have the floor
3: amen um we are the um apostles of empowered kingdom life ministries located in detroit on the east side hopper avenue that's our homie right there uh now coach Fee, what's going on girl um uh,
2: and we also uh,
3: we also do a podcast called the pages speak which we're about to get back yeah. Uh, pretty soon, we're about to get back right. on and it all in, in And we definitely got to connect and stay connected. Cause we need some people who who are speaking and speaking from a place of getting people free. That's what that's what we are about.
4: And um, our social media is um, Empower Kingdom Life Ministries on Facebook. Um also the page to speak on Facebook. Um, you can also find the page to speak on YouTube. Um, I have a book, if anybody's interested in it, it's called Gracefully Losing My Religion. You can find it on Amazon, it's not even that expensive right now.
7: Can Um, you please take a picture of the cover and send it so we can get it? Absolutely.
4: It's Gracefully Losing um, My Religion, and I I touch on a lot of different subjects, um, things that are going on inside the church and Basically, coming into a place of um, relationship and understanding of who we are to be—it's called gracefully losing my religion. A journey to love, a journey into love without limits, because um, awesome. that—that's where we're supposed to have that unlimited love. That's, thats the nature of Christ. So again, you can find us on Facebook. You can even reach out to us personally. Jonathan, uh, his name is Jonathan Page. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Page and Stephanie Page. You know, we're very accessible. So you know, you message us. We'll, we'll talk to you. You know, it's personal phone numbers on our flyers. You know, we yes. we we just reachable like that. Um, we we don't shut ourselves off um, unless God tells us to. If God tells us to shut the door, we'll shut the door. But other than that, <laughs> we're very open and accessible. And it's just been a pleasure being on here, just talking about these um, the subject because it needs to be talked about. We need to get to the point where we uncover the issues so that we can deal with them. Again, you got to be real with it Mm -hmm. to deal with it. If you're not real with the issues, you're not going to deal with the issues. And you're going to continue to have the issues. So if we, as a body of Christ, want to be healed, want to be whole, we got to talk about stuff. And be willing to talk about things without offense and without fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, so we we ain't never scared. And, and see, Coach B will tell you, we ain't never scared. We
7: ain't scared about nothing.
4: We, we want to talk about it, we're gonna talk about it. You wanna get real with it, we're gonna get real with it. We don't run from anything, anyone, or any subject. So
7: well, I say. wanna say congratulations on the book. But I do have a question. Yeah. So, so, Coach B and and L H G can tell you if i ask you a question it's it's because i just you know why you talk i'm listening at the same time Mm -hmm. but um i don't know why why you was talking about your first book right Mm -hmm. is this your first book yeah okay so i heard like while you were talking that there's a series coming behind that one so i just wanted to know so I just, you know, I, that, that's me. I listen I, I listen very well. So I, I don't speak unless I, unless he tells me to say something. So at the end of the day, I want to say congratulations on the first book. Amen. And I'm waiting for the rest of them to come out. So when you get the series, please let me know. I would like an autographed copy. So that Amen. would be great. Amen. So I'm going to just say that up front. It would so. be my pleasure. It would be my pleasure. Oh, and the other thing, real
4: quick, I forgot to talk. We also have a class that we offer called Walk of the kingdom. Okay, where we actually teach about walking in the kingdom, the kingdom of light, and um, to equip people to understand what the battle really is, so that we can get out of necessarily the the mindset of a divided assembly and get into the place of the governmental rule of God. So you know, you contact the church and we'll let you know when the next class is. Okay.
7: okay. So Coach V, since I know you know them. I need you to put up all the links. Let me know when the classes are so I can let other folks know. Let us know how we can join the classes. That would be great. That's right. And then we will, y'all know how I do. I like to post it so everybody can get it. So please post it so I can send it all out so everybody can have access to it. And again, it was such a pleasure to meet you guys. Um, and and. When I come to Detroit, finally, yes, indeed. when that happens, I will make sure that I pop in and say hello. Oh, you've got to come in and
4: see. you a worshiper. You bring the worship with us When you get there, uh, Coach B will tell you. Yes, baby. <laughs> God, God is going to meet you. If God
7: ain't there, we will shut the whole thing down. Hey, that's it right there. I appreciate it. So I'm looking forward to it. When I come, she'll definitely let y'all know that I'm on the way because I'm going to enjoy myself and have fun. So. Um, that's that's what I like. I love to have fun in the Lord. That, that's the best party scene for me. So, um, you know, again, that that right there is is something that is awesome. I'm glad that you guys have classes because there's been a lot of people asking for stuff like that, and there's not a lot of people offering it. So, I appreciate you guys for that. We're gonna go straight on down the road, Pastor Myron. Hello, everybody, so once broke?
1: again. Hey, um, once again, what Pastor Myron, Myron. Um, but I'm, right now I'm in between churches, so just visiting. But um my thing really is is um kind of what kind of hit on a little bit is dealing with the fact of the body of Christ. So I'm starting my organization, One Body Christian Um Community, OBCC, where we have to start, and what I've started doing was talking to pastors to get them to the understanding of the divide we have in the body. Um, one thing that we realized that um, when Jesus was healing on the Sabbath and the Pharisees, he's always in Pharisees, Pharisees and they tried to trap him up in every every opportunity. And they tried to say, well, how are you doing on the Sabbath? And and they, they, they said the wrong thing but I trying to say he did it by the power of Beelzebub. And that's when he cut into him, he let him know like, like that's your daddy. And he went off and told him, but the key thing that came out of that conversation was that that Satan, he said, Satan, don't cast out Satan because any kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And what we don't see that we're doing is the body of Christ. We are so divided that we're not as effective as God would have us to be because we're divided. And so once we started to realize that and we could come together and stop doing this, where we have churches across the street from each other and the pastors don't even know each other because they're afraid they're gonna steal each other members as if they think they own them. Um, so what right. we need to do is to work on that. And um, maybe we could get in contact with you all, you know, in the future as we spread that, but that's, that has to change. Church hurt. Um, the, the the topic we have today. Um, once again, throwing the black church part out of it. But the struggle we have in the church today is because of that. It's because of that, the divide that we're suffering. If we was united, you know, we could kill a lot of the issues that we have. And something, the mantle that guy put on me, and I'm ready to run with it. So um more information to come, you know, in the future as I go with that and a couple other things. But and that's where I'm at right now.
2: Well.
0: Pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to have you here, Pastor Myron. Um, Appreciate
1: y'all having me.
0: Yes, sir. Pastor Mo. It's on you. It's on you, bro.
2: Yes, uh, I am Pastor uh, Mo Edwards, pastor and chaplain. Uh, We launched our ministry on September the 4th, uh, Liberating Truth Church. Uh, You can find all of our information at ltcdetroit.org. Uh, We just launched our online ministry as well, LTC Live. Um, As you guys speak about tradition, I pastored uh, briefly in uh, Texas. And um, I was one of the first there to have a DJ on a Sunday morning. And so this Sunday coming up, October the 9th, we are having hoodies and hats Sunday. We're wearing hoodies and hats, and I'm going to have a DJ, DJ Rev. He's going to do our praise and worship. Um, I know you probably never heard of it, probably think it's crazy, but we're going to film it. And I'm going to be able to show people what how that looks. And so um, we are we are definitely out of the box. Uh, last, on the 25th of September, I'm an evangelist at heart. We rode the bus, preached on the bus, uh, bus stops, passed out water and goodie bags. And so... Um, that's that's pretty much where I'm coming from. I'm not too cute to go back in the hood that I came from because I got a couple of new suits. So, um, <laughs> so that that's what that's what we're doing. We have uh, reflection and uh, discipleship Tuesday morning reflection and discipleship on eleven at eleven a.m. conference call uh, because we know that some older people, um, some of our seasoned saints. Not online, but then on Tuesday, um, on Facebook Live at noon, uh, I have life living in faith every day, and uh, we are going through the entire Bible. I've went, through, I've read it twice, and so this is the third time. But I'm teaching this time. We're in Genesis chapter two. We're going to go all the way to Revelation twenty two and twenty one. No matter how long it takes, but uh, as you said, it's not about color. But I don't see many. One thing that um, really pricked my heart, and I'm gonna close is <clears throat> we, we carry a Bible. My conviction was my grandparents had a big Bible on the table that they never read, and so they, you know, a lot of my family members have those juicy novels, you know, so that they've read three times. So my thought, my thought was, I'm not gonna be a believer who have not read the entire Bible that I carry every day. So I'm teaching through the the entire Bible and. Uh, what i meant by um uh color is you know you when i look when i looked on youtube and looked at a lot of books it wasn't a lot of us that have been through the bible so i want to be one that when you go on the go on the internet on youtube you can see that you know us brothers study too
0: wow that's what's up man love it love it love it um just the one thing i want to say to all three of y'all is, is if there's anything that we as a podcast platform can help you guys with, by all means, let us know. And we can, we'll, um, we can sit down, have a talk about it. Um, and then we can, And we may, we can make the, we'll try, we'll do our best to try to make that happen for you guys. Um, it's, it's been an awesome honor meeting all three, all three of you guys. Um, yeah, we, 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 friend, we friends now. We, we, yeah, we friends now y'all, 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 ain't y'all ain't guest in the home now. Y'all can y'all can come in and sit down on the couch and go in the refrigerator now. So,
2: I need some money. Yeah, here. y'all
0: ain't y'all ain't y'all ain't house guests <laughs> no
2: I just started a new ministry. I, so y'all, y'all, I need Y'all, y'all ain't house guests.
0: Y'all are y'all are y'all are, y'all are other people. Ooh. We're gonna have to talk about that one, sir. Cause uh <laughs> we going we gonna, we can we can talk about that one offline. but you know, if if there's anything you know that we can do as far as like helping you um, advertise, advertise your ministries, um, you know, here on our, on our on our on our on our podcast platform by by way of a commercial or something like that, we can we'll, we can most definitely do that for you guys, or anything else that you guys are looking looking or anything else that we can do for you. So, like I said, you guys are no longer just house guests; you guys are actually Amen. You guys have the well. You get to walk in and sit on the couch, and go blow the refrigerator. So, Amen. Don't, so you that's that's what's up with that. That's what's up with you guys. That was up with that. So, with that being said, I want to just throw throw a couple of announcements out here really quickly, um, before we close. Um, uh, first announcement is October the thirteenth. Is that seven o'clock, right, Coco?
3: Yes,
7: sir.
0: Is that seven, right, Coco? Okay, so yes, October sir. 13th, at, i be, I'm sorry, I'll be, I'll be forgetting stuff. I'll be forgetting stuff. October 13th at 7.30. Not 7.30. 7, 7, right? Jesus. I just said 7.30, didn't I? 7. seven
7: o'clock.
0: It, it is 7, right?
7: Yes, Fred. It is 7.
0: It right? is seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm forgetful like that. So October the 13th at 7 p.m. Easter Standard Time. We are celebrating our second year, second year anniversary as a podcast platform. We will be having whew, a lot of people going to come by and say congratulations to us. But we're also going to have someone come on. We're going to we're just going to have a great time, y'all. Um, if you guys or if you guys want to come or want to come and just wish us happy and happy anniversary, either in the comments or you guys just want to pop in. By all means. Invitation is open. Uh, We're going to have a whole bunch of guests come on and we're going to, we're just going to have a great time. Also in the the same, in the same instance, we are also going to make sure that we honor a wonderful, wonderful individual, a wonderful man. um, Who was a very, who was a very integral part of this podcast platform, a very active member of this, of our team um, before his, before his, before his untimely passing, um, Mr. Terrence Jackson, we are making We're going to make sure that we give, that we are that we honor him as well that we honor him as well and we're going to have a where and we're, we're going to have a great time that day that evening um, so if you guys want to come up with guys want to come aboard but most definitely have the invitation um, just let me know if you guys want to i will make sure that you guys get the links uh, to that to that particular episode um, also this also in the same in the same week um, I am going to be in South Carolina. I'm going to be in Spartanburg, South Carolina, because I have been nominated for the Man of Ooh. the Year award. Um, this is an honor that I, first of all, did not see coming, and I am very honored to just even be considered amongst such such a and uh, such a company. And wow, it's, it's I'm still trying to. I'm really still trying to get the get the full understanding of that uh of that particular on uh, particular honor cuz I didn't I just didn't see that coming so I will be in Spartanburg South Carolina um for that if you if for this as for our listening audience if you guys are in the South Carolina area um I will drop the I will make sure that the event right link is available for you guys to purchase tickets you also can purchase tickets at the event if you are in the South Carolina Spartanburg area you can come, you can most definitely come and support um a bunch of great gentlemen and also have a great time um last but most definitely not least october 19th at um at 7 p.m we're gonna have i'm gonna have a poetry explosion oh my and i am i am so i am so hyped up and, and i am so hyped up about this one because poetry is something that i've dabbled in um and I, and I, and I, and I love, I love the flow of it. I love how people deliver. I love the delivery. So this is going to be the birth of verbal soul, a poetic experience. Um, I have several, several great poets that are going to be in there, going to be in the building with us. Um, and we're, we're just going to have, we're just going to be spit. We're just going to be, it's going to be verses and vibes y'all. So if you, you guys want to want to join us on that, we will most definitely make the zoom link available. If you guys want to be in the listening audience. We'll make sure that that Zoom link is available to you um, so you guys can listen in and to listen to some great poets and some great voices, some great verses, some great and have some great vibes, y'all. So, with that being said, that's all the announcements that I have. Coco, you had, do you got anything?
7: Yes, 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 yes. So, I want to say first and foremost, we are super excited that Trailblazers Radio as a whole is getting ready to announce the date and the place of our retreat. So we are inviting anybody who would like to come. Um, We're going to have a good time. Uh, When you come, we will be all in uh, three different villas that will be on the same little private island. Um, And we will all have private chefs. So it is going to be a very nice event that we are going to have when we come together. And on top of that, we're going to be having some good old church. So um, some of my pastor and apostle friends will be there as well. I would love for you guys to come if you can make it and join in with us and, and, and just have a good time. This is our first retreat. But the main thing is for everybody to come together and fellowship and to get to know one another on a whole different level. It's a difference when you see each other through the screen. Um, that it is in person because you could i mean you're talking about the levels of fun that i know we're gonna have and not Ooh. only that the barrier, the barriers that i know that we can break so that's the biggest thing for me is is the fellowship and the and the barriers that i know that we're gonna tear down and some stuff that we're gonna we're gonna put back together again and make it all better so y'all know how i do um we also have in november we had the you have a name conference coming up um that is on november the 10th that is also starting at 7. Well, I think we're going to move it to 6 p.m. just in case everybody get the flow ministry like we got last time. So we're going to make it real, real good. Wow. All right. So I think we're going to move it up to 6 instead of 7. So that if the, the folks decide that they're going to get out of their chairs and, and go to the flow to their face like we did last year, we're going to make sure that everybody gives, <laughs> right? So um, that is going to be on November the 10th. Uh, again, we are taking the donations so that we can feed families for the month of the for Thanksgiving, and we are taking donations for Christmas so that we can supply families with food and maybe even some toys for the little people, right? So either way, what we want to do is we want to feed people in the month of November and December. So we are taking donations for that. We will post up the how you can send the donations in and all of that good stuff. So that's what we are doing for November and December because we did it last year and it was so much fun being able to, to help out people because I love to give back. So that is one of my, my main things that I love to do. Also, we are already preparing for next year's prophetic conference. It is already underway. Um, getting ready to get excited about that because I'm so super excited. Last year's conference was all this year's conference was off the chains. Last year's was off the chain, too. But. I promise you next year, you do not want to miss it. Um, God has already given me the title. So this year's uh, next year's conference coming up, it is going to be labor and delivery. The prophetic Ooh.
4: conference.
7: And- the so session. So I hope that everybody is, is ready for that because it's, it's going to be a doozy. This one is going to be not only virtual, but also in person. So this will be the first one in person. All the ones we've had before have been virtual. So this one will be virtual and in person. So I'm super excited. I hope we have enough space for everybody. <laughs> so I'm 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 excited. But um other than that, that's about it. Uh and then y'all know that we have our shows every Monday and Thursday night at 8. That is the My Life Has Destiny podcast. And not only on our anniversary night are we having our anniversary show, But we are also welcoming our two new hosts um, at that time. So you guys will be excited about that because we are. Um, And then after that, we will announce when the new hosts will be having their shows and what time and what days. All right. So we are super excited for that. Um, And then just be prepared. As I always tell y'all, we don't have that much time left before 2023. Understand that you are still open under open heaven. Right. And I need y'all to, to grasp that this is the time you got something that you need from God. This is the time to get it. You get what I'm saying? All you got to do is ask him for it. In this season, he is telling you to open your mouth and ask him for it. That's all you got to do is open your mouth. Right. So y'all know for the ones that have been with us. Uh, For the last 31 days, y'all know I just got finished teaching the prayer of Jabash for 31 days, and we had an awesome time. And for those that was in it, please don't forget what you learned, all right, that he is already starting to enlarge your territory. But enlarging your territory ain't just your pocket. It's your spiritual life, your spiritual walk. It's everything about you, the total man. So don't think that when somebody tells you that God is about to enlarge your territory, he's just talking about your finances because that's not just it. He's talking about your total being as a person. I would rather have my spiritual life be more on fleet than my pockets because I know my spiritual life is right. My pockets to stay right. If you catch what I'm trying to say. So what I'm saying to you yeah. is I love it. This is what God is doing. You still have time to get the things that you need so that when your strategy is planned by God, because that's what he's doing right now, before 2023 hits, so stuff can be set in stone for you. This is not the season for you to go into 2023 with a broken vision. You catch what I'm saying? Everybody loves to use the right division and make it plain. It's a wonderful scripture, but you riding around on broken visions cuz you never believe the vision that you wrote down the first time. You catch what I'm saying? So you got to have a belief with the vision that you write. You got it? So y'all know how I am. My whole motto is I love y'all. The life ain't nothing you can do about it. Live every day on purpose and make it count. So y'all know this is what I say every time we have a show. But I'm serious. Live every day on purpose and make it count all right because you get up every day you spend time every day and time is the one thing that you cannot get back so make it count do it purposely you catch what i'm saying to you so coach and lxg do y'all have anything that y'all would like to say before we close it out
8: i just want to say thank you to apostle jonathan and stephanie page i love you guys dearly i'm gonna have to come around that corner one sunday i'm literally right around the corner from their church they are some power pack people they love god they are not with tradition at all and when you guys were saying well who can we get they wanted one of the first couples i have another one which they are familiar with um apostle shipment and and his wife um nakia Shipman. They are our pack people. They are out of the box. And I said, yeah, let me reach out to both of them. So they made it here tonight. Apostle Shipman is willing to come, him and his wife, as long as it meets with their schedule. We got to make some changes to what's, being, what's going on in our churches. And the only way we're going to do that is we got to address the elephant in the room. We got to address it and we got to come up with solutions. We can't just keep seeing the problem and doing nothing with it. So I'm excited about where this is going. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And I will see you soon. LHG?
0: just what you got um, for us?
8: Thank
6: my brothers. These are my brothers. This this is my family. Pastor Myron, Pastor Moe. I thank you for accepting the invitation. It was wonderful meeting Apostles Jonathan and Stephanie Page. This has been uh, an extraordinary dialogue, as I knew it would be to the founder, to the great CEO and executive operating officer of Trailblazers, Globetrotters, and Jellyfishes.com. We just I honor you, brother, because you Can did die. it. You started it. You lit the fire. This is going to be a a be the change you wanna see type of movement. I believe ground was broken tonight. I honor God and I honor all of you for being a part of this. Um, You did it brother, God did it. And he used you to be the catalyst to do something that's gonna be and is extraordinary. I'm glad to be along for the ride. My family is in the house and I love my brothers for coming along. On the right tonight. I love all of you. This is an amazing platform. So I'm looking forward to parts one through 36.7. And Holy I'm in
8: the house. Come <laughs> on with it. Wait, I need to say oh, one. What y'all know this is Detroit deep, right? Did y'all, did y'all catch that? We got the music. We got the pastors, the preachers. We got it all. Y'all better come out. West West Westland?
4: West
7: oh, my
0: God. Also, it, it,
7: it has been a major pleasure. So we, we so enjoy you guys. And thank you all for accepting the assignment, even at short notice, and coming on. So we, we are so appreciative of it. But we are looking for it. To, to part two and all the other rounds that may follow after that. So we are looking forward to it. You guys will definitely know. I will give the uh, heads up to LSG and coach so they can let y'all know ahead of time um, and get y'all out the info. And if there's anything that you guys would like to talk about and discuss, and you want to come up here and do it, just let us know. And we will open up the floor. So it's not a problem because um, we we love to talk about this type of stuff. So it is it is great to be able to share god with everybody so we we That's love it. it go ahead Fred.
0: see it. it in close no, so, uh, it's gonna be more than benediction so.
2: <laughs> before before you give the benediction can i get um their information again i'm sorry uh, the pastors at the top right Well, where, where can i do you have a website or where can i send you guys at again
7: yeah, it's all posted in the comments, but I can make sure we'll make sure that you get it.
2: Yeah, I can't see anything on here. Um, I can't see any comments.
7: LHG, you got it? LHG got
2: you covered, Pastor Mo. Okay, Latanya. All right, hook me up with Give me some links. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right,
0: we, we got you We got you covered, my brother. We got you covered.
2: Thank you. All oh, right, I'm
4: coming out. out friend request. just letting y'all know i'm sending out friend requests to y'all so we can be in touch y'all can be in touch with us and we can connect so we can put
7: all that information out there yes ma'am i appreciate yes, it yes ma'am and i just look yes, i ma'am. just put a book in my cart i'm about to order it right now so yes Oop. i'm excited
0: I'm, 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 I'm about to go cop that too y'all so just better you like know,
8: y'all better get it can you put yeah. it I put it in the um our chat. Can you put it in the chat for the people in the audience please? Sure can. Thank you.
7: Y'all got to go get the book. I promise y'all. It so I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the disclaimer. It's, it's, one not, of our book club. it's not on Kindle. So don't look for on the Kindle. Trust me, I went to the Kindle first. So that's how I know. It ain't on the Kindle. All right, so go to the Amazon page and actually get it. It is available. And look, it don't cost that much. So don't act like you can't support. Y'all know how I am about that. We love to support the folks. You got it. Everybody can get this book because you spend more than that at McDonald's. You catch what I'm saying? And half of of us don't need a happy meal. You got it. So I need y'all to go get the book. That's it.
0: That's it. And I can't, I cannot express, say this enough. But for people, for someone who to pour their heart and their soul into writing a book, come on, that is a, that is a, that is a feat unto, uh, in in and of itself. So, I'm I'm with Coco on that. I'm. If I can support an author by purchasing their book or liking a comment or or anything of that nature, I'm going, I'm going to do it because people don't understand the. Go ahead.
7: It just popped up on my feed. It's only 10 of her books left. I want everybody in the comment section and everybody on the panel, except for the person that wrote it, to go get it tonight and get rid of those 10 books out of Amazon for her. Do you catch what I'm saying? I need y'all to do that for me. I love y'all. I appreciate you so much. So please go do that for me. It's only 10 left. It'll be nine after I get mine because I'm about to order right now. So go grab the other nine you
0: got it go ahead friend good got it good <laughs> so i just can't express how how, no, how important it is to support an op- someone who's an author who's poured out their heart and soul to write a book and want to write one of such magnitude that could be helpful to someone so anytime anytime i can support an author i'm going i'm going to do it 100 and with that being said now the benediction comes and this is going to be this is not a typical benediction so it goes a little something like these. So hard conversations are something that we all have to have. This particular conversation touched on so many things, but we only but we were only at one tenant. But there's so many, there's so much to unpack in a hard conversation. This conversation is gonna be these conversations need to be had because there has to be some form of understanding, some form of healing some form of connection to what's been disconnected healing to what's been hurt understanding to what what is not understood i honor and i i, I most definitely honor the people that are arrayed on this panel because their candor their vulnerability and their honesty is something that I that I will most definitely take with me, not only for this conversation, but the rest for the remainder of the remainder of our conversations. Instead of hurting, instead of hurting each other, let's heal each other. Instead of misunderstand, instead of always arguing and, mis- and trying to misunderstand each other, let's try to understand each other. Instead of talking down or talking, talking down or back to each other, let's show each other some respect. I think when I think when we do all three of those things, in addition to the hard conversations that we that we must continually have, I think that not only would not only will not only will our land be healed, but also our hearts and our our hearts, our souls, and our spirit's will too. And on that note, we're gonna close out, but but the three things I always like to say number one, take care of each other. Number two, love on each other. Last but not least, it is a crazy world out here, y'all. So please, above all else, please be safe. Thank y'all so very much for, uh, for tuning in to us. And y'all have a wonderful and blessed night.